This is 20 Weeks of Hell, Week 2, live play session of Suzerain, Mortal Realms by Treehouse Limited. Twenty Weeks of Hell, playing and reviewing forgotten, forsaken, and unplayed games from our collection. The good, the bad, and the ugly, playing games so you don't have to. Welcome to the second week of Twenty Weeks of Hell. Once more we are venturing into the unknown of games we have never played. Up tonight we are playing Suzerain, the Mortal Realms, a game where the players... <coughs> inhabit the roles of people who have been plucked from the stream of time just at the point of death by the various gods of different pantheons throughout history and are now the agents of the gods being sent through time to inhabit the bodies of others to make sure bad things don't happen a la quantum leap in order to prevent the end of time once more I am Dave the GM I'm Nick <coughs> I'm Shane I'm Mike and I'm Sean and we are ready to step boldly forth into this new game. <clears throat> All right. So, do we want to maybe go ahead and do, I don't know, character introductions or something, just so, you know... That's probably gonna, a good idea. Unless you're going to incorporate it in like last week. Well, being considering that you're supposed to be a reincarnate team that is somewhat established, you should have a good idea of who your characters are. So, Nick, why don't you lead us off? All right. Um... I am playing the uh, reincarnate Kitwana. He is uh, he follows the tribal uh, domain, and he is originally from sort of uh, pre-Roman uh, Africa, where he was a great uh, tribal leader and chieftain of his people, uh, and he is very much you know centered around that. So if we end up in a more modern time period, it's going to be kind of interesting. Um, I'm playing Deus Ribus, who is a satanic biochemist um, from the Forgotten Domain. Uh, but yeah, he's he's a biochemist, an occultist, a manipulative bastard, and uh, that's that's about it. All right. Um, I am playing Hassan. He is from a. Uh, Right, microphone's over there. He's from a strange uh, future era in which there is a space empire somewhat reminiscent of Doom or Chronicles of Riddick, where it all has a very Arabic flavor to it. He is from the uh, Lords. Of he is from the Lords of Persia domain. So, the character, <coughs> he used to be a freight pilot of some sort. So he's kind of a cross between Sinbad the Sailor and Han Solo. <laughs> and I'm sure I'm going to be playing Jackson Steed, who is a from the Egyptian domain. He's from the 1920s. He was a hard-bitten private investigator until he got shot. Okay, I'm going to point something out. I had no idea the characters my players had made, and they are completely violating the <clears throat> average starting character creation rules of Suzerain, which suggests that you make characters from the modern time to play together. I'm from the modern times. I'm from modern times. I'm a biochemist. I'm from the 20th century. I didn't know there was that rule. I didn't know it either. I obviously missed it when I was reading the book. There's also the Avatar thing. They suggest I, you... I that that. Is we lame. thought about it. We thought about it for ten seconds. Ten okay. whole seconds. But during that, we'll <laughs> go with this crazy collection. <clears throat> well, they all, I did read the thing that they suggest that you should all be 
they suggest that it's not a bad idea for everyone to be from the same domain. And since we didn't do that, I figured it was all just open. Okay, so... More you GM find yourselves points. currently in the Maelstrom, the place that exists outside of time. The banks, if you will, upon the river of time, where one can observe anything, until, at its very coursing end, the river suddenly, abruptly stops. There are strange structures from all various periods of history, and the domains of the different gods and their pantheons which exist here. Sometimes they plot against one another, but more often than not, the goal is to prevent this end of time from ever occurring. Currently, your reincarnate group has been gathered together by members of your patrons from various pantheons. There is a Thunderbird, which is currently sitting in this open area with the maelstrom raging all around you, lightning scorching the skies, spirits going about their business, and other incarnates and reincarnates doing their various things as well. And this Thunderbird from the tribal domain, along with what appears to be a very sinister-looking bald man who has a goatee and is wearing all black clothing, along with a red ifrit. And what pantheon were you from? Egypt. Egypt. And along with a jackal-headed figure are all before you at the moment. The sinister-looking man speaks first. We have an important assignment for you, and there is no time to waste. Grab your Teslema, and you are to leave immediately. Dr. Ballard must be saved from assassins who are attempting to assassinate them in the 21st century. As soon as you are ready, you will go. And with that, you scoop up your Teslemas. What are your Teslemas, by the way? <coughs> what do they look like? My <coughs> um, uh, Telesma, who is a now reduced spirit, uh, who went by the name of Leha, originally. Um, she was actually originally from even farther back than I was from the Sumerian era. Uh, and she is a very, she's a small stone medallion, which I wear around my neck. Okay. Um, mine is going to be a small ring with a black gem in it, who is the blasted remains of the former person who had also been doing this job, and that I am supposed to do better than. <laughs> oh, Satan. <laughs> Merry trickster, Satan. Um, I've got a little uh, silver medallion with um, inscription on it in uh, Farsi, uh, which contains the spirit of what used to be a ghoul before it um, offended. Okay. I have a sil uh, golden ring on my pinky finger that has a Eye of Horus on it. All right. It was also a spirit at some point. <laughs> As all Teslema are. Yes. Is it Teslema or Telesma? Telesma. The Thunderbird suddenly speaks with a great roar of lightning and thunder all around it. Agents of the White Man will kill the good doctor if you do not act quickly. And with that, those of you from Light Dominions feel yourself floating upward 
And those of you from Dark Dominions feel yourself <laughs> being pulled down Nick, as everything that I gave you is black. And we shoot into the series of tubes that is the maelstrom. Are you going? <laughs> because it's not like a big truck. It's a I am light. Yep. Shane, what is the series of card that I have? Originally, you were supposed to go online and play, you would play the maelstrom. Oh, what? This is random body selection. Oh. <laughs> Mike, give me the card. Do not look at it. Okay. Look at it. And now Sean. You are a fish. <laughs> Maybe even a dolphin. <laughs> That'd be awesome. But I'm gonna leave Not there again. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm a dolphin, I'm Wendy Flipper. I'm gonna go swim down the creek and save people from whatever it is that happened. I'm not sure. In that case, I, I don't know. As soon as somebody lying. pulls out a harpoon button gun, things are not cool. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. It's a harpoon gun. It may not matter. You got roll under six. You got a barbie armor. Yeah, whatever. Harpoons don't kill people. <laughs> I got seven harpoons before I die. Because <laughs> wounds are non-cumulative. I was just very unhappy. All right. Okay. Starting with you, Mike. <clears throat> yes. Where am I? What's going on? Who are you? You are crouched to the side of a pair of glass doors just outside a two-story concrete building. There is a person dressed completely similarly to you crossing the other side of the door. You are wearing a full-on black suit body armor type gear. There is a with a all-concealing helmet over your face with a with a uh, tinted lens so nobody can see your face. You know you have a microphone in here that you're pretty sure is attached to your body somehow. You have a very, very, well, to you from your time period, low-tech looking gun that's also plugged into your arm in different ways. And you, you feel very, very much on edge. And you look and see that there's another person exactly like you pressed up against the other side of this glass door. Jane. Yes. You are hanging on the edge of a flat roof above a window. Legs bent, ready to repel. There is a person right next to you, and you are also dressed exactly the same way. <clears throat> Sean, you are crouched under a long window on the ground floor of a two-story concrete building. There is a person dressed similar to you, which you recognize is Nick. And all of you are dressed this way. Now, to some of you, this is very, very advanced tech. To one of you, this is uh, kind of actually barbaric in some ways. And to one of you, this is so not <laughs> what you're used to. <laughs> but you've probably been through a modern time enough to know what a gun is. Uh, and I, the like. I assume that even if I have no skill, I am at least not uh, petrified by the demons in the boom tube. <laughs> Then suddenly, all of you here, Red Team, go! Suddenly, go over all of your these microphones, which are in your ears. All right. What do you do, Nick? Sean? Uh, 
Where are we again? Okay, you hesitate. <laughs> what do you do, Shane? I seem to be repelling. I guess do you I'll start to repel? Repelling? Yeah. The person next to you begins to repel with you down the side of the building. Okay. Mike, what do you do? If the guy across from me moves to go, I'll move with him. So both of you go and smash right through the window. As I hear things breaking... Wait, is it a window or a door? It's a glass door. You oh, okay. Go smashing through. As I hear things breaking, um, I will sort of look down and say, Leha, tell me what we are doing here. As I reach up and as I hopefully perhaps see people coming in from the other direction. And I then attempt to uh, get myself through the scrambling into the window. Okay, so you attempt to... I, I attempt to get into the window while hopefully... Uh, my telesma will rummage through this body's mind and give me a little bit of insight as I try and go with the flow. Okay. That's right. Give me a a randomizer roll based <laughs> off of your roll. It's, roll. it's a card. Card draw. It, it's, it's a flip equal to 12. Uh, my spirit is... Oh, that's an 11 off the card. That's an 11 off the card. Wait, what's spirit? Or what are the traits here again? <laughs> the traits are strength, agility, intelligence, wits, charisma, constitution, coordination, perception, and willpower. So I guess this would be willpower. I don't know the exact rule. Let me check, because I know your Teslemma actually has rules for this thing. It, it does. The Telesma? Tes- yeah. Te- how do I pronounce it again? You keep saying Teslemma. It's Telesma. Don't say the thing that's wrong. It's like Talisman. Telesma. Not... Like the crazy inventor. Yes. Yes. Like a Teslemma. For those I think of you, you who are listening in, you're going to start to find out that I have this odd habit of pronouncing things my own way. So, <clears throat> over the course of uh, you listening to this, please don't get offended as I mangle words. Especially made up ones. Yes. Uh, this might be a real one. Dude, a Teslemma <laughs> is obviously when you break a spirit, stick it into a ray gun that has a Tesla coil on it, and you shoot people with it. <laughs> Far more adventurous game. Yeah. You sure it's not a big that. Tesla coil that makes little ones? Tesla Ma. <laughs> Tez Lemmings. Smaller ones with Tesla coils around them. Yeah, apparently there's no wall. So you search through it and you briefly hear <clears throat> you are a soldier here to do <clears throat> what this team is required to do. Assassinate Dr. Ballard. As you, that's that is what you hear. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> as you go down the side of the building, mm-hmm. your <clears throat> friend next to you just crashes right through the uh, window you're rappelling down. Do you follow? I will follow him, and uh, <clears throat> you know it feels so cheesy metagame for me to suddenly go ring. Tell me what to do, but but that's what they're supposed to do. So, are you going to just stop yeah. from rappelling? <clears throat> What, how, what kind of action is it? Is it an action action, or is it a thoughty action? <laughs> or is it one of those things... You have that... to take a moment, stop what you're doing, and listen to it. So you just... Then I'll take a moment to figure out so, what's going okay. on. Because well, there's a very that. strong Meanwhile, chance for her to kill him. <clears throat> I just didn't Mike. want to immediately kill yes. the guy next to me. <laughs> Bursting through the front door, you are faced by a stupid-looking security guard who, startled, blunders to his feet. He is very large and fat, wearing a blue button-up uniform, and you see his hand move to the comfort of his gun. <clears throat> and he goes, what are you doing here? The guy next to you suddenly picks up his gigantic-looking uh, heckler and Koch 
to the nth degree submachine gun and points it at the individual. On the ground, now! Do you say this to the security guard? Yes. The, your partner next to you just pulls the trigger and blows the guy away. <clears throat> and then all of you hear, through your microphone, bag of laundry, front lobby. And the, your partner next to you begins to move forward, keeping his gun in front. Has anyone acquired Dr. Ballard? <clears throat> Negative. You all hear this over your microphones, too. Negative. This is Red Leader. Continue onward. Dr. Ballard should be upstairs. Keep searching. Sweep and clear all bags of laundry. Now, group three, which is Shane. Mm -hmm. Dropping the two meters, smashing through the window below, you find yourself in a darkened bedroom lit only by light from the corridor that's shining through a slightly open door. And you see, as you're sitting there talking to your, uh, trying to ask your ring what to do, you see the other person you're wearing go over towards a bed to which a little girl's frightened head pops up. He lowers his gun towards the little girl. And then, what what are you doing? Are you going to, you're talking to the, are you going to stop talking to the Teslema to, well, I I heard the Lesma. Well, he talked over the radio. Did that already happen? This is all happening at once. Oh, fuck. Well, um... What are you going to do? He aims a gun at a little girl. Shit, my character's evil. Let her shoot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> little red cherry pie goes splattered against the main board of the bed as the little girl's head is taken off by the submachine gun. Bag of laundry, bedroom, suddenly is sent over all of the <clears throat> comms. Uh, start moving, I guess. Into Group uh, five and six. Breaking through the side windows, you enter a darkened office. Is that you two? I don't know. Is that us? I, I believe yes. came in through the window. You are five yes. and six. Uh, we'll begin walking through and in search of... Uh, there is a door directly ahead of you, and that's it. And it's completely dark in here. You like can't really see anything. This is a really violent beginning. But <laughs> that's why I chose this one. It <laughs> actually gives me hope for them, in a way. Oh, wow. Well, let's see how it goes. Now, you got the feeling that you guys got a lot of... You get you get the feeling there's a lot this, this body can do. You know you can say something like night vision or torch on. You know those words will do something. Okay. Since you asked your Teslema. But yes, it's a kind of very. Telesma! Telesma! As I look around, I will attempt to see what exactly happens when I go night vision. And then suddenly everything goes. And you start to see in much better detail all around you. But everything has that nice green haze to it. Like the eyes of the wolf. It should come in handy. You suddenly hear, all of you hear this over your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some wolf eyes here. <laughs> Red Five, are you feeling all right? Suddenly you hear a voice say over all of your microphones. Um, wolf eyes are taken care of, no problem there. Yes, I saw something out of the in the corner. It is uh, Shoot the wall. no problem. <laughs> Bang! You all hear the retort of a gun going off. No sign of Dr. Ballard. 
<laughs> and so we, I guess, proceed forward to the door. As you go towards the door and open it, hold on a second. As group one, you and your partner finish securing the lobby and move through proper, and as you go into a hall, you see these two come out of a door together. And now the four of you are standing in the halls together. And you recognize inherently that these two are your friends. They're inhabiting those bodies. You just know because the Teslema. Did I say it right? No. No. Telesma. Telesma. Because the Telesma lets you know inherently. But the one person who's with our poor future Sinbad there is a normal person from this uh, time stream. Check the room over there. He says to you two as he points to a door on the opposite side where you're looking at. What do you do? I start moving over towards the room. Yeah. To check the door. <laughs> what, are you going to just turn around and shoot <laughs> yes. him? Yes. Okay. Oh <laughs> Randomizer. <laughs> well, Randomizer. Um, Randomizer. Flippy flippy car. <laughs> we like flippy flippy car. <laughs> Wait, this one's just. That's alright. You can just leave it. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be there. Yeah, it. Used on a non-existent action. Yeah. Damn you! <laughs> you were a good card. System. Bang! <laughs> kapow, kapow. So, yeah, I think you... I, I don't remember how... I remember how shooting somebody works. Wits plus randomizer plus any modifiers are your initiative. <clears throat> you all have plus two to your initiative due to the combat drugs pumping through your body. Ooh. Alright, that's a 14. Um, do we all want to draw a randomizer? <laughs> I don't know if this is going to mean anything. Uh, I'm in another room. <laughs> I you need to you draw one, or... You probably should, just right. to... Tell me one. Woo. There you guys go. Eighteen. Go at times. For reasons. <laughs> um, Nicky should grab one, too. I did. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, 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 I grabbed the two. So, one. twelve for the cyber SWAT agent here. So... I, I so, who got the first... But technically, yeah, yeah technically me. So make your firearms roll to hit him. Is it just firearms draw? Is it just firearms plus randomizer? Yeah. Hold on, it's firearms plus like when you're attributes plus randomizer. Uh, I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was. Coordinate. Doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, it's it's your combat skill yeah. that you add to a thing because you decided <laughs> to write that right skill to have it. <laughs> Thirteen. You really should have made the guy who had kicking ass all the time to say it all. What's your name? Brondo! <laughs> Brondo, man! Where are you from, Brondo? <laughs> All he says is Brondo! Uh, I have things like make plants grow as a skill. <laughs> Kicking everyone's ass all the time. Win at things <laughs> that usually you're not supposed to win at. In parentheses, like yelling. <laughs> no, that's the specialty. Oh, oh okay. I love you like some parentheses. Yeah, that's, that's in parentheses. Just as an example of how you can use the skill. Okay, so now it's the 
You, we have to determine the grade success that you got. Not very good. Uh, what did Mike get total? Thirteen. That he means he got a grade one because I believe the standard difficulties are twelve. Yeah, that oh makes sense. Man. I shut his tie off. So, oh boy, a cheat sheet for this system, but then I actually didn't do it. You turn around and go, and you see your bullets kind of ricochet and hit parts of his arms and armor, and he goes, ah, oh, what the? Red one's gone rogue! Red one's gone rogue! He suddenly says, as, okay, does anyone still beat a... Yeah, I'll shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not uh, cool. Uh, yes, it's never cool. Seven plus... What is it? Coordination? Yes. Yeah. So, that's a... 17. 17? So it's a grade 5 success. Are you sure? That's not a grade 5. Yes, it's grade 5. I did it by 5 above 12. 12. But that's not how you do the grades. No, it is. Are They're you sure? increments of 1, yes. For sure they are. Wow. I thought it was the next difficulty no. from easy average. I thought it was too, but no, it's, it's inc- every increment of 1. Wow. Yeah, it's deadly as hell. That's just dumb. Okay, he will spend his action to attempt... To dodge. To not dodge. There's well, he gets to draw first. Yeah. Actually, you get two actions. That's right, we all get two actions. No. What? No, yeah, we don't. Yeah, because we got two actions because one to dodge. No, wait, you have no. two actions. Right. You only you get your one. actions to defend and so, kill. Yeah. I'm just waiting to put the Sith Death Touch on the guy with <laughs> <laughs> He gets a... Don't worry. 14. We're going to get through uh, this. To dodge, which does not beat. No, but you, his number of great successes cancels oh. his number of great successes, so it's a less successful so it's only hit. Three. So it's only That's grade right. three. Which, um, as he goes to jump out of the way, you perforate his body, putting several holes in it, and blow a hole in his neck. He falls to the ground, twitching in a pool of his own blood. <laughs> and then suddenly. The guy you're with, Shane, yeah. goes, what the hell is going on? <laughs> As suddenly it says, red one, it, you know, red one, and it says, life, you see this little view screen pop up of the vital signs of all of your teammates, red one through six, and red one just goes, ee! and you hear suddenly, this is red commander, what's going on? Red one is down! What the hell is going on? There's hostels everywhere, I don't know what's going on. This building is supposed to be clean! Probably my gun in the air, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's not! Uh. Didn't expect that, did you? So, okay. After you guys... After the, the three of you commit murder on this man, what do you do now? Uh, I killed no one. Microphone off. You, you don't hear anything from his microphone suddenly. Microphone off. Oh, your microphone <laughs> cuts off. Say microphone off. Microphone off. Okay. What the hell? As you all suddenly hear, two, two, five, and six. Why have you shut your microphones off? What's going on in there? Three and four. Give me a report now. 
I don't know what's going on. First one dies. He's upstairs, right? And then are we? Is that guys, us? Yeah. Yeah. The no. doctor's upstairs. That chatter they were going. We're trying to save the doctor. They're here to kill the doctor. We, that, that was all on channel, right? What? We're trying to save the doctor. They're trying to kill the doctor. Doctor's upstairs. Was that all on the channel? Except for the saving the doctor part. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So we just need to find the stairs. All right. See, Matt. Is... I feel something very wrong has happened. And I'm, I'm motioning to the guy in the room to yeah. move off well, of the on. door. Captain Cat Child <laughs> Child should have been better. General Baby Pulver. General Baby Pulver. Be right back. The guy you're with, you and your guy, he moves up to the first door and says, I think this mission is going totally snafu, sir, but we have to keep going. And he opens the door and then motions for you to follow him into the corridor. Do you follow him? I follow him, yeah, to the corridor, but I kind of am giving him a wait. <laughs> okay, so, uh, let's see, we, where are we at, let's see, we're in the hallway, right? You, you Part four, three. or you three now, are still downstairs in a hallway. There's a room above, and, uh, there's a room that the one guy that is now dead wanted you to check out. And there is a hallway leading down with some stairs leading up. Meanwhile, okay. you are up and your assistant has told you to go forward with him. Alright, I'm gonna go forward with him and wait for his moment of weakness. <laughs> wait for his moment of weakness. Red, two, five, and six. Sit rep. Now. Situation? I actually have no idea. <laughs> red two, five, it's red three and four. What's going on? I don't know, sir. There's still no word from red two, five, and six, but the shooting has stopped. Microphone on. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Shit. One's dead. I wait. You know that already, don't you? Yes, we know that. Okay. I'm sorry. They were. Shit. They're waiting for us in the room. About six of them. All right, I'm sending in backup. Blue team, go! Blue team, go! I feel this is probably bad. Microphone off. Shit! <laughs> up the stairs. Well, they, they don't know where the bad guys yeah. Let's just go up the stairs, yeah. Red three and four. Try to secure the laundry as soon as possible. Righto. And he begins to motion for you, moving closely, keeping his uh, back hunkered up against the walls and starting to head towards. As the three of you start to crest, are you running, basically, up yeah. this... I guess we're hurrying up the stairs. As you come running up I'm the gonna stairs... I'm going to get as close as I can to the guy, and now I hope that the Telesma stuff works. I'm going to touch him and try to mind-blast him. Because <laughs> I can do that yes, with can. the power of evil. Okay, well, because he doesn't suspect anything from you, you're able to just put your hand on him. So go ahead and make a. Uh... I have no idea how it works. It, I know it, it, it it's based on darkness. It's one of the listed abjurations or conjurations or whatever they're called. Magic. It is. Just magic. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't remember what the specific effects for Mind Blast is either. I'm really costly. I don't so know it's they near cost. the Telesma stuff in character creation. It's pulse? cost pulse. You, pulse is the. Yeah, you have five of it unless you bought it up. I have six. 
We have well, how six, much? Well. We, uh, you have five points worth of it, I believe. Uh, Usually okay. an ability costs one. Mmm, okay. To depose dark action versus the target's intelligence. Okay, that sounds yeah. fair. Draw a randomizer. Add your dark. Okay, twelve. Versus his intelligence. Come on, moron. I don't know. You're stupid, He man. might have a computer in his head. He might be stupid. That's true, but I wonder if a computer would really work. I mean... The power of computations versus Satan. <laughs> yeah. It's not Satan. It's a demon in a ring. Okay, fine. If he's a dark magic. It's not even a demon in a ring. It's Satanist. Satanist in a ring. ring. Hey, so hey. It's a demon. Hail Satanist. enough time. You get up there. Who 500 points? We'll never see that. Cause Neither will the shot. guy in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> he might have got there. <laughs> he did get there. It has to be yeah. a spirit. Oh. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I've ascended. Yes, you have. <laughs> but you're still a screw-up. Oh, no. He got a 12. Oh. oh. I have a 12, and he has a 12. So he completely cancels it out. Unless you want to use your... Unless someone I wants could. to play a fate card here. Oh. Sure, why not? Now he's got a one. So. <laughs> His head explodes. I think I do ten per... Ten per great. He has intelligence of five, so he gets a six versus your twelve. So you do sixty yeah. points of damage to him. Yeah. And yeah. is this stun, or is this like... There is no stun. That's either. right. No so, suddenly, all of you hear a blood-curdling scream come over the comm links. As you touch... Red number four, who's next with movie. you, he goes, and his body shivers and shakes and goes, and falls down on the ground. You then hear, what the hell just happened? Oh, God. Red four just flatlined. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Call him off. Get everyone out of here. Something's wrong. No, no. I think he's having a reaction. Reaction to the combat drugs we're having. What? I think somebody's tainted them. <laughs> what? What are you doing? I'm going to use a persuade action. Routine, <laughs> go! Routine! Okay, what are you attempting to do? I'm trying to persuade them that the combat drugs are tainted and that they're going to kill us all. <laughs> okay. Which stats do I use for this? You well, would use your, if you have a persuasion... And your charisma. Skill, and, your charisma. and your charisma. Okay. That starts as ten. <laughs> throw a card at it. So I'll throw a card at it. Get a queen. So, so that's, that's a twenty-two. Uh, it's twenty-two. 22. <laughs> Trust me, I'm a scientist. <laughs> and... It's really because I'm evil. That's true. Trust me, I'm evil. <laughs> I'm a manipulative bastard. One. I already said that. Probably not. The combat drugs haven't been tainted? What What are you talking about? What the hell? Red team, leave the building now. Let blue team finish this up. The entire thing is snafu'd. Get out of there. We must oh. find the doctor before they find him. <laughs> we have to hurry. So, all right. The four of you are now standing well, together. Let's finally take a moment to figure out more stuff like what these... Uh, Suits have on them, stuff-wise, other than... Okay, you know that <laughs> you have inlaid armor, okay. actually in your skin. You know, you're on some really good combat drugs. Oh, yeah. You know that uh, saying mic on will turn your mic on, mic off will turn it off, 
torch will turn on a spotlight that lets you illuminate things in your direction. Right. Night vision will give you night vision. Okay. Do we have any ideas of the layout of this building? Nope. Shit. You kind of have vague ideas, but it, it can't conjure up everything. It can't give you perfect. It can only give you a plus one skill. Right, right, right. In terms of doing this person's job. Okay. Up the stairs. Night vision on. <laughs> I, I follow Sinbad. Red team, respond! Red team, respond! You start to hear. Yeah. Red team, pull out of that building now. Blue team is, am- is amassing right now. Alright, we'll do our best. And as you round the corner, you see a pair of double doors which probably lead to a master bedroom. Alright, as you come running through the door, someone takes a shot at you. And I don't know if an ace is awesome or a one. It's a one. (laughs) The shot pretty much goes wild. (laughs) Whoa, 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 hold fire, hold fire! You hear, bang! Get back! You hear a voice say. <gasps> hold fire! Hold fire! Red team, what's going on? Off. Who are you in a fire... F- oh. Can <laughs> the- we turn, like, radio right. off? Hold fire! <laughs> hold fire! We're here to rescue you. Stop shooting us if you want to live. Dr. Parker. Ballard. Ballard. Who's Dr. Parker? Did I make that up? Yes. Yeah, you're making yeah. shit up, crazy fan. Okay, Dr. Ballard. <laughs> Suddenly, you you look over behind the bed and you see a elderly a man in about his forties and a woman in her forties, both in pajamas. And the man has his arm around the woman and he's holding a handgun shakily right now. Look, Doctor Ballard, I understand you're scared right now. We infiltrated this team with the express purpose of getting you out before they can kill you, your family as well. always knew this day would come. We, we have to get the children. How many children? Three. One of them's already gone. What? Suddenly the uh, <clears throat> the female <clears throat> Ballard says suddenly, what? What are you talking about? Wait, there's, there's Michael, there's Lucy, and <clears throat> there's little Johnny upstairs. What are you talking about? Lucy was already taken down by one of them. I couldn't get there in time. They look totally ashen and gray, as if all of the life has just been drained out of them. <sighs> there isn't time. Let's we go, have to let's say... go get the other the boys, though. Okay. Uh, you said one is upstairs. What's the other? <laughs> the other is downstairs in his room. Our teenage son, Michael. <sighs> okay. I guess we should split up and... Uh, Yes, you would head back downstairs and find the boy. Alright. Okay. Which is <laughs> We have to assume that red team has been compromised. Blue team, shoot to kill! Shoot to kill! Suddenly, booms over all of your mics. How are we getting them out of here? Do we have to get, go up through the ground floor? We can go through the lab. <clears throat> okay. Is that on this floor? 
Mr. Balance. It's, it's connected to this entire building. It, we could go through. This is a research facility. Okay. Let's we go will get kids. meet up with you outside somewhere. At, no, no, it, it won't work like that. You, we should we should stick together. Okay. Uh, All right. What, okay. Faster is better. All right. Let, okay. What floor are we on right now? You're on the top floor right now. Of three? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, um, Mike, Michael is on floor two? Yes. Jimmy, is his name Jimmy? Johnny. Jo- Johnny's Johnny on floor. is on this floor. Yes. Okay. La- lab access on, on this floor? There's, there's access in the second floor. Okay. The first so floor. We'll go down to the first floor to, to get to the lab okay. access. Okay. Johnny, then Michael, then the lab. Let's go. So, following the Ballards, they walk out and go to another room where you hear a baby is crying right now. And walking to the next room, you see the female Ballard pick up the baby, hold it close, and then begin to walk. With that, they begin to head downstairs, and you hear the Male battle begin to yell, <clears throat> Michael, Michael, come out, it's safe. And then a the room that the one guy wanted you to check, that you killed earlier, mm-hmm. opens up and you see a man a young boy of about fifteen poke his head out. What's going on, Dad? I hear I heard shooting and it, it's it's not safe. We have to get going. What is this about? It you you know this day was coming. Where's Lucy? We have to get her. There's there's no don't worry about Lucy. What do you mean, don't worry about Lucy? <clears throat> Son, Lucy's dead. No, th- th- this can't be happening. We don't have time. Come on. With that, he grabs his son, the wife trailing behind holding the baby, and they begin to lead you downstairs to the bottom floor, where there is. they take you down another way, path, past the lobby, and start to head over to a pair of very high-tech-looking metallic doors. From there... Mrs. Ballard reaches into her pajama pocket and pulls out an ID card and swipes it, and the doors open to a pitch-black room which has a large glass ceiling overhead. As you see, there are different floors to what appears to be a very high-tech-looking lab with different botanical plants and other things going through it. uh, That's my telesma if it knows how... They are, they know when we're hurt in that. There's something I can decide, deactivate on that. There are monitors within the body that cannot be deactivated. Hmm. So if I have time while thinking in the halls, can I use my knowledge of biochemistry to figure out more details on these combat drugs or? Um, it's probably advanced. It's probably too. F- you can try. You can go ahead and make a roll. You're or not a roll. Make make a, make a yeah. randomize a draw. You're at a minus one because it's more advanced. Okay. So um. Well, it's a minus how many I feel like. Yeah. True. Okay. It's just one grade. No, so it's I know it's how how can okay. raise the difficulty it's level to whatever you think. Depending on so it starts help. with ten and I get this. So. Twenty-three. So you got. What do you want to know about them? I don't know, like, what they're doing. Are they making They're combat drugs which are really enhancing alert? your adrenaline, your reaction time, 
Limiting how much pain you feel. Good stuff, man. Also, also, if there's any <laughs> bad reactions it could have, I mean, um, nothing we'll nothing. have to worry about while we're nothing in the body. Nothing that's going to probably come up while you're okay. in this, unless you're right. going to spend long term in this body. Nah. Okay, that's fine. So what exactly? Just to see. Well, I knew it could make us explode. <laughs> so what exactly is it that you're bringing to the world? <clears throat> we help with the resistance. The female Ballard says to you as you are now all carefully making your way across this large, black, ominous-looking oh, hallway. Right. Yes, of course. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And as you get to the end of the doorway, this is going to lead us directly outside. From there, I think there should be someone waiting on the other side of the fence. Alright. We're going to have to be careful. We've got guns. We'll go out first. Yes, I will stay in the back in case blue team comes up behind us. Alright. Um, I'll go out and get shot at first again. That's a good plan. Alright, so One, you just barrel open the door. Two. Burst. No, but <laughs> slowly. Slowly opening the door. Light fishing on. Whing! You see a large chain link fence about 40 yards ahead of you over a large open lawn. And you see that, you know, the skyscrapers of the city with helicopters flying around and futuristic cars zipping on highways and the like. It looks so primitive to you. That thing has rotors. (laughs) (laughs) And you see up ahead. Across a chain-link fence, there is a man in a long trench coat with a hat waiting under a streetlight. Okay. All right, there's a contact on the other side of the fence. It's 40 yards? Yes. 40 yards. I don't see any infrared? Suddenly, infrared vision (laughs) pops up, and you don't see what appears to be anyone hunkered down or waiting in front of you. Full electromagnetic spectrum? Nothing happens. Primitive, <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> All right, we've got about 40 yards. It doesn't look like there's anybody else but him. So, um, let's move it. And with that, do you all begin to make your way across the field? Give him a good couple seconds to follow. All of you begin to make your way through. Okay, everyone give me a perception. Uh-oh. Well, randomizer for each of us, then. One for you. Thank you. Me, one. Hold on, shake, 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 shake. Roll. One for you. Uh oh. I'd like another one. What? Uh oh. <laughs> what oh, there's a good one. <laughs> yeah, they're there. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> they're cards. They might be jokers. Well, I got nothing. I may have to ignore that and uh, just be blind for now. I got a. Oh, uh, does alertness put alertness plan? Um. This is perception and yes, alertness would play it okay, if you All have right. skill. I, I have notice. I got six. I got a thirteen. Seventeen. Sixteen. Okay, sixteen. As you're going along, you suddenly see a red dot appear on the back of Mrs. Ballard's neck. Down! There is something on her head. What are you doing? I will is it just try and surge forward and if I can knock her down. Give me a agility. Check. You Is get it a plus spider? two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would athletics help with this? Yes. So eight. Spider, get it off. Is that a red spider? 
So 19 total. So just then, you all see your friend charge forward and tackle Mrs. Ballard as you suddenly hear and see a large piece of the turf just go and explode up out of the ground. Damn. What are you all doing? I look in the direction that seemed to have come from. Hunkered down. You look up, there is a sniper on the roof positioned with a sniper rifle and you see a red beam coming off of it. I grab the doctor who put myself between between the sniper and him and just start pushing him forward. I'd say I shoot him, but I probably didn't see him. Well, I will shoot at him. Everyone go for initiative again. Woo! Flip more cards. Yay, cards. Card flip. How do you calculate this initiative again? Your wits. Wits. Plus the randomizer. Plus the... We get a plus two, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, we get a plus two? From the combat drugs. Oh, okay. So, 13. I have an 18. 10. 11. All right. It's plus... Uh, what's it plus? Wits. Oh, wits. 16. So, Nick, you are first. Uh, I'm going to help uh, Mrs. Ballard up off the ground and sort of keep her punched over and in between me and the sniper and attempt to cause her to run forward with me away from them. All right. Towards the man in the trench coat. Mom! Dad! Michael yells as they... Alright, and that's what you're focusing on? Okay. Uh, what are you doing, Mike? Uh, I'm trying to focus on getting Mr. Ballard out of the way. Okay. Now the sniper takes a shot. <clears throat> and gets a 20 to hit Mrs. Ballard. You going to... Oh, he got, he got a 2 and not whatever he got before. Okay, so that goes from a 20 to a... 19. <laughs> wow! It's <laughs> a dynamite shot. Goes to a 11. Which is a miss. Wait, a 12, because you gave a 2, right? Yeah. So he hits. <clears throat> so suddenly, she cries out in pain uh, as... A bullet comes ricocheting and hits her in the back of the leg, and she trips and stumbles. I will do my best to sort of... Martha! Suddenly, Mr. Ballard yells out. I will get her to safety. Do not worry. At about this point, my character goes through, you know, puts two, two, and two together of two shots at the wife. The wife had the ID card. Wait a minute. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't either. I'll get you to learn. Are you both... Are you both doctors? Yes! Son of a... Of course, concerning the way these work, help the baby in her arms. That's probably the one we're supposed to save. <laughs> and, all right, uh, the next action was... I had a ten, you had a uh, more. Okay, what are you doing? I will take a shot at the sniper. Okay. It will be harder because he has cover. I'm... Plus my... Uh, 19. 19! Alright, that is a 5 grade shot, so... Um, looking at the damage code of a submachine gun. I think it's 25 per grade. So 20 times 5... 5 times 5 is 225. So, 
Given this system, we got drops an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Whipping around with the submachine gun, you see the guy's head just explode and perforate in front of your eyes. These are awesome. These make Tommy guns look like. Are you kidding? They still shoot. How? They still shoot bullets. He's dead. Okay. What do you want? Ray guns? Yes. You do. I guess I like I'll get the, the next gun. person and move them. I'm sorry. I come from. They have a hard time moving themselves, <laughs> or at least flank them. You are heading up towards the chain link fence. What are you doing? I am going. You have grenades have... on you as well. You realize. Oh, I love those. Are. I don't know what those are there. I'm gonna look around. Do I have like a knife or something? Any sort of cutty weapon? It does not. Uh, I'll just. Throw is, telekin- it <laughs> is telekinesis powerful enough to no. lift a person up? No. no. Telekinesis is very powerful. Uh, red or black? Red. Your Tesla tells you you have an ingrafted Tesla Telesma. Tells you you have an ingrafted, it's like a serrated blade you can pop out of your heart. <laughs> as we re- as we go to the fence, um, I will sort of wait here, doctor, and I will blade. <laughs> you squeeze your tendons and go <laughs> as you see this gigantic blade come popping out of your arm, and oh. I will attempt to see if it'll cut through the fence. All right, give me a strength. Jack. I am going to reload my gun. <laughs> I've been shooting it. I will reload. watch for more snipers or guys. Um, yeah, it's like a Thompson. Oh. You see the clip go tunk and spin out on the ground. Anybody that's, so that's really nice. Reload. It does not reload. It just spits out the clip for you. <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding. Um, so let's see. Base is that's 13. That's what these are? I don't know if I get a plus Yes, two. the magazine. Yes. Uh, and then I've got... They're so small. So you begin to cut through the blade. Cut through the fence. Ripping through it. Back in the lower, we had stripper mm-hmm. All of you begin to make you your way through. And you start uh, seeing other figures with guns coming off in the Good. distance. I shoot them? If you want to stay behind and, sh- and get into a firefight with them. Well, that seems like a bad idea, good idea at the same time. I won't get to do anything else the rest of this game, though, when I die, so I guess I'll run. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seems like a good idea. If we were going to play multiple games, I'd definitely do it. I mean, one well-chuck grenade. Actually, I think that might be what i do. Once we get through the fence, I will try and basically... In up one of the grenades so that they pull through it. Pull now drop it. You were that crafty. I'm pretty crafty bastard. It doesn't seem too hard to do. As you become, take, but as you come running through long. the streets, the figure waits and says, "We have to get the doctor out of here." And he immediately moves over towards the female Ballard. Mm-hmm. Scoops her up huh? and says, "She has been injured. Be careful." Her research is vital to the resistance. Thank you for this. The other Dr. Ballard, but who was not the one they were trying to kill, yeah. takes his son, takes the baby from her, and they're hustled in the back. And as you're left standing there, suddenly you feel yourself being pulled out of your bodies. There's the great shining light for those of you of light, and everything goes black and dark for those of you of dark. 
Oh, do I feel <laughs> sorry for those four douchebags. <laughs> As you then find yourselves back with the the patrons you have in the Maelstrom. Did he succeed then? Apparently so. The sinister looking figure says, smiling slightly. A very scary and creepy looking smile. The Ballards were saved. It's an unfortunate thing that little Lucy had to die, but well, there's something to be said about keeping your cover. Says looking over towards the <laughs> Satanist there. Keep cover? What? Mm. I do not believe it was her time to go. The jackal-headed god, god says, but her life is unfortunately not significant enough that we must alter the events of the time stream once again. I didn't kill her. <laughs> One could say that inaction is just as much murder, says the Thunderbird as lightning roars behind it. The important thing is, Blue Team would have moved in earlier had he had done anything about it. I suppose that perhaps <coughs> gave us an advantage after all. This is pointless, the Efreet says. They were successful. But now we have other tasks for them. And that's the end. Wow. Yeah, those are fairly pretty short. Yeah. We could probably squeeze in another one. Sure, why not? If they're, about, if they're the same length, how would they? If we wanted to. Is it about the same I, I feel like we really Pretty haven't much. experienced the game beyond... Um, Test and system. Yeah. Felt like I ate some crackers. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we guys and we jumped in bodies and Let's everything happened. That's right. where you're going. Oh, all right. I'll admit that was actually kind of interesting. It, it was interesting. Yes. Yeah. All right. Great square chunk. Let's I'm get this going. <sighs> Only one quarter. Okay. So, uh, our second go at Choose a Rain. Yeah. Do we get experience? <laughs> I want you to try my karma. Once more, you are assembled forward by your patrons. This time, <clears throat> you see an Egyptian woman who is dressed in the traditional refinery of a priestess who is there instead of the jackal-headed man from last time. She steps forward, looking over all of you. You are ready. We have a small task for you through which you may prove yourselves. There is a feral known as Circa. He has been causing much upset lately, and we would like you to get rid of him for us. He is currently residing in the body of a prince in the court of the Queen Cleopatra. What's a feral? Out of character note, <clears throat> a feral is a spirit that is born of a cult or faith that doesn't get big enough to be a full-on pantheon. Some ferals go about and mind their own business and simply exist in the maelstrom and don't bother anyone. Some, however, hungry for power jump across, spend what power they have to jump across into the time stream and cause direct miracle effects and screw things up in order to generate more worship for themselves. These ones often have to be hunted down. He is currently residing in the body of a prince in the court of Queen Cleopatra. I have arranged for your homes to be near the prince's quarters. Do this and you will gain our favor. Ask if you have any questions. So are we to kill him? 
Yes. I do not believe. Do you know the prince's name? <coughs> what he is going under. Second, I gotta look this up as I remember. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right, you need to refresh your pulse. Ptolemy the 14th, the nephew of Cleopatra. Oh. Very well. Do any of the others of you have any questions? We can't drive him out, right? We have to kill the body. You have already asked one question. That that was an out of character note. Can you drive people out of bodies? Yes. Sometimes. All right. Is he trying to garner worshippers? or At this time, we are unsure what exactly he is trying to do. Do we have to kill the body, and will killing the body uh, get him out? Killing the body will indeed get him out. You, you have asked two questions, however. You were only allowed one. With that, suddenly you all start feeling yourselves being pulled through the maelstrom towards the time stream. As you do, you see your patrons beginning to talk to one another. The sinister-looking man speaks. Do you think they will succeed? It's a hard mission for a proving ground. You know how powerful Circa can be, and how tricky with his power to change host bodies. The Thunderbird then speaks, especially dangerous with that ability of his to suck souls dry. The Ifrit then goes on, and we've lost good reincarnates before to him, ones with experience. And with that, there is finally darkness. And before you finally hear the woman speak, well, they'll just have to be better, won't they? As those of you who are darkly aspected feel yourselves being pulled down, those of you lightly aspected feel yourselves floating upward. All right. Averaged. We are quite average. That was really average. Kind of crap. You appear in a very lavish room. You realize that you are in a very young body, probably no more than 15 years old, and you are dressed in very elaborate clothing. Probably, but but not that so much elaborate as a uh, royalty, but more of a a um, spiritual elaborate. There's a lavish room in front of you where you see a large meal is being spread out, and you see that you have some holy items in your hands, and there are slaves going about and putting finishing touches on a meal. Shane. Mm. <clears throat> You are looking over an unfortunate-looking man who looks very, very saddened, who's tied to a rack in front of you, and you are holding a cruel-looking barbed instrument in your hand, and realize you're wearing a leather face mask, and are quite burly and huge. Mike! You are looking up at a large, burly man who is holding a barbed instrument above you as you are tied down and are feeling very, very panicked at the moment as you are in a dungeon. 
You recognize, however, <laughs> thankfully, that the torturer is Shane. Thankfully. <laughs> the Satanists have been put in control there. And Sean, you are an elderly fellow, and a guard is currently, and you are chained to the wall, and you have long gray hair, and you know that you're not Egyptian, like everyone else around here. And you see you are in a dungeon. As you look over, you see these two. One a torturer, one a torturee. And you see someone you recognize as the high priest of Cleopatra's court. He is standing with his hands behind his back. And at the moment, you are being unchained rather roughly by the person who is in charge of this dungeon. As the fellow smiles, looking towards you. Ah, Saul, I am glad we are going to have one of our religious debates once again. I do so enjoy your company over dinner. <laughs> are you, hey, yeah, I'm going to bring you You search through your memories. You are a Hebrew priest who you, you get vague memories that often what happens is the high Egyptian priest keeps you locked up in the dungeon and takes you down now and then to bring you forward to debate him over a fine meal, over philosophical and religious matters. <sighs> the silly notion of one god above all others. Am I getting me down? I'm trying to figure out why he's up there. Why am I up here? He's an embezzling bureaucrat. Oh. Ooh. One of your heroes. I don't know if I'm going to be able to let you down. <laughs> Come on. You can put him back before... Parasite of society. <laughs> oh, I suppose you've suffered enough for now. Or I'll come up with some new torture. So do you, are you letting him down? Um, while the guards are here? With the high priest? Oh, yeah. Dang it. Where's that? Hmm. No, probably not. I'm going to poke him for a while. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything near as mean as I normally would. But, uh... As you are let poke. down, you are being led out by the high priest with this guard. And they stop for a moment to look over at these two. Such are the ways of a civilized world. Don't worry, I'm only poking you in places where it won't do anything. I suppose... Well, not that permanent really matters. I'm more worried about temporary. Does not your own book say, spare thy rod and spoil thy child? I'm only going to hit you in safe places. But I have to make it look good, don't I? Doesn't it's pretty much a child. <laughs> yes, Until that I is why something, something more Look, you, you're, instrumental you're is needed. You're enjoying this a little too much. Meanwhile, Maybe, what are you doing? <laughs> There's a lot of cross-talk. It's bad for the recording. Oh, Just okay. Yeah, sorry. remember. Uh, as I watch the slaves set out the meal, um, I am going to hurriedly see if my Tlesmaleha can rummage through my host mind and conjure up the proper blessing or ritual that I'm su- probably supposed to be enacting here. Yes, in fact, you do. And going through, you realize that it is your job to bless the meal that the high priest is going to take while he has a debate with the Hebrew priest that they keep locked up in the dungeon. And these, he is led out by the high priest 
and their guard, and you see these two, and you're like, there they are. And how <laughs> fitting! As you're let out, and you are led to led through several elaborate halls. The sunlight is shining through the large open windows here and there, and you are led to an area where there are two bored-looking guards standing in front of a door. You are walked through the door as several slaves come running out, and as you walk into the room, you recognize Nick here in the body of a young 15-year-old boy dressed as a Egyptian priest's apprentice, and the high priest takes a seat at the end of the table and then offers you to sit as well. Thank you. Shall I begin, my priest? Yes. Novice, you may begin with the blessing of the meal. This is the very first time you've ever done this. The host body, too. <laughs> oh! Uh-oh. Then I will take a few moments to nervously compose myself as I mumble down internally to the small spirit being at my will. Uh, okay? Okay, do you have any idea what I'm supposed to be doing? It yeah. tries to detail some of the host body's skill to you, so you have a plus one modifier to performing this okay. ritual. <laughs> I will begin <laughs> holding up one of the, uh, the rod or the cane or whatever it is that I have in my hand, and I will try and enunciate in Egyptian what I'm supposed to be saying, but I will kind of mumble it a little bit and just in case I'm not getting it right. Alright, meanwhile, what are you two doing in the dungeon? I'm at least trying to get an idea of how long am I supposed to torture him and what am I supposed to be doing? What is the point of the torture beyond he's bad? He's bad. The point is just to torture him. What do I do when I'm done with him? You leave him here. Oh, I just leave him here. I can't do that. Okay. I am going put him back to, in to be cell. mean about this. So how deadly is this instrument I have? That's it has thing. a large pokey thing with several bar abrupt barbs sticking off. Okay, I'm going to have to go for the safe shots. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> so, um, I'm going to... Actually, it's got barbs. Is there a flat part at all? It's this long-looking mm-hmm. iron stick mm-hmm. that has these, like, barbed wire balls going down on it and a pointed arrowhead. I'm going to kind of beat him with the... There's a not sharp part, right? Yeah, the part where you put your hand. That's it? (laughs) The rest of it is dead? It's got a little bit so you can put two hands there, but not much. The rest Ah. is these little balls with barbed little spikies so that you can rake it across people's flesh, (laughs) smack them hard with it, or poke them through through parts like their arm, and then when you rip it out, it's all, like, barbed and jagged and stuff. I don't know how I'm gonna be able to get you out of here safely. Um, I well, just, I don't know, leave me to a cell or something, and then I'll... Well, there's no one else in the dungeon now. Oh, there's no one else now? now. Oh, okay, now I'll just let them out. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I was thinking, oh man, I'm gonna have to pull something off in front of these guards? (laughs) Oh, shit, that's gonna be hard. Okay, now, um, I I like this. Clothes. Mm-hmm. No, there's probably not going to be any here. Okay, so... Do I, do I have any more gimp masks? <laughs> <laughs> if I can find one, I can put him in one, and then he Red just black torturer, too. Uh, black. There are no other gimp masks. Shit. Ah, well. I could give you mine and walk out looking like me. They probably know me. 
Right? It might work. It's an odd plan. It's the only thing I got right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. As he takes off his gimp mask, you realize he is missing a piece of his nose. He has several scars on <laughs> his forehead. You, oh, oh, um, you, uh, um, your, uh, your body's a bit, um, uh, there's some, uh, yeah, Ooh. and a couple. That's rather flat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe they give this for a reason. It's not in here, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Putting on the sweaty leather mask, it covers half of your face and leaves your mouth exposed. All right. Well, yeah, we're going to get a lot of stares. Mm -hmm. We're not stealthy at all. Meanwhile... People may not be paying attention. Up inside the... Palace, give me a randomizer result. Okay. Plus the one. Alright, with the king, plus the one from the skill. You managed to not completely and utterly embarrass the hell out of yourself as you go over and give the proper blessing of the meal. Ah, Thoth has seen fit to guide you in knowledge today, I see, my young novice. I only... That I disappoint not him and also not Well performed. Well. <laughs> now, do you not do the same things with your own apprentices in your religion? Stop that. Stop that. Of course, there's practice for the young who are going to become religious leaders. I mean, Necessary in every religion, isn't it? To teach the ways of the faith to the young. That it is. is the, it's the duty of men like us. Exactly. It is a shame that I have to keep you chained up in the dungeon, as it were, but if only you would cast aside your foolish beliefs and embrace. I can older than him. You are about maybe 15 years older than him, 15 okay. to 20. Not significant. You're like 60, he's like 45. Well, the ancient times, that is pretty significant. <laughs> you both basically crossed the hump of death, though. So. Yeah, we've, we've missed you're, death by common cold. Yeah, you're both going to live to 80. <laughs> Ooh, amazing. Or however that works. Great old age of 50. <laughs> Tell me more of this Yahweh. Tell me of what he advises in the situation you're in, when you find yourself at the mercy of another faith, of another people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, God, in this type of situation, guides me to take the opportunities I am given to spread what knowledge I have before eventually the inevitable happens. We cannot change that. (coughs) That is the truth. Inevitability, fate, does come to us all. We must all once take that guiding step into the land of the dead at the end of the day. So that once more Ra may rise mighty above the heavens to bless us all. That's what you... So I stand off to the side in a corner, waiting to see if he needs me for anything. Otherwise, I keep silent. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, what are you two doing? 
Are you leaving the dungeon? Actually, I'm going to go first just to make sure there's not many people around. I'll whistle if, you know, <coughs> okay. it's clear. I'm going to walk out the door. You find dungeon. yourself walking up several flights of stairs mm-hmm. and then stepping out into a ornate hallway where you see there's a few people walking by and the like. You see a few guards doing rounds and a few servants of the house going into different rooms and the like. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, suppose I will put a hand over part of my face in kind of a nobody wants to see that kind of way. And uh, then I'll duck back in and give a whistle that it's semi-clear. I make my way over as we enter into what may be a very silly barbarian so movie sequence. There's <laughs> there's some guards outside. Um, they've passed. No, the they, they've they were passed just on the patrol. All right. Yeah, but uh, I think we should be all right. All right, so we've just got to figure out where this kid is. Yeah, well, and then uh, perform an exorcism. Divine assassins. Well, that's what we were told to do, right? I, yeah. Just wonder if there's a way to do it without, uh, you know. Hmm. There might be, but I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah. All right. So, uh, which way do you think the? the yeah, just poke my head out one more time. So, where look. are you, where are you trying to go? Well, first, try and figure out where we were. Well, you were in the dungeon. You were in a dungeon. Mm-hmm. Actually, okay. you've got a fairly decent idea of the layout of the yeah. uh, palace proper. Is that what we're in? Yes. Or? Okay. Actually, then again, maybe I should go somewhere where we can get a change of clothes. Mm. Or clothes. Yeah. And again, the people here aren't wearing a whole lot either. That's yeah. true. It's Egypt. Everyone's kind of diapers and uh, mm-hmm. sundresses. Good day to walk about. It's a true Egyptian. Just a quick check. Um, Justin, uh, embezzling bureaucrat. That's about it. Yep. Okay. All Just right. checking to make sure there's nothing more bizarre to him, baby eating or something. Hmm. Actually, back in. No, that wouldn't work. Not important. What? I'm just a torture man, right? Torture guy. I would tortures. Yeah, I'm not important enough to go and actually see this important dude, am I? The prince? Yeah. Maybe you are, maybe you're not. You know where the prince's quarters are. Hmm. Yeah, getting in the same room with him could be very difficult. Don't mumble. Yes, getting in the same room with him could be very difficult. Don't be an ass. Yeah, right. Um... (laughs) Don't be a mumbling ass. <laughs> mumble, mumble. Box, right. Box. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, so, I know where his quarters are. I have a feeling we shouldn't head right there. I don't know where our compatriots have gone to either. Well, um, we saw one of them leave. We did. Could try and figure out where uh, the he was going to. Magic ring? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll just figure out where the high priest is having dinner. Probably his quarters. That would make sense. Just get near there. Do we know where that is? You have an idea where that is. Okay, well, I'll head towards that idea. 
<laughs> making your way through the palace proper, walking through the different Egyptian paintings all around, and no, you do not walk like an Egyptian. Okay, okay. So, yeah, you you pass a room, and you hear several women talking about the medicinal qualities of the makeup that they are putting on at the moment, and... <laughs> Oh, that wonderful lead. <laughs> Tittering and giggling over it as they go. Oh. Eventually you find yourselves outside of the door to where the high priest takes his lunch, and there are two guards standing outside of it. One of them looks over mm-hmm. towards you, torturer, yeah. and looks quite shocked. <laughs> You're not wearing your mask, uh, Got too sweaty while I was torturing. I couldn't even see what I was doing anymore. Uh, very well, uh, Ethan. Um, who is your fellow with you right there? The fat one says. Mm-hmm. The other seems to have some sort of skin condition. He keeps itching. Mm-hmm. Training. <laughs> <laughs> Are you here to see the high priest? Mm-hmm. He's currently with the with the Hebrew right now Uh, in the middle of their philosophical discussion. Yes, I was wanting to speak with him perhaps afterwards. Well, you know how long that they can go on. (sighs) Yes. Well. (sighs) Ah. I'm sure he'd be quite upset if I just came in, wouldn't he? Yes. Uh, we've been out here all day. I personally don't care what the skin condition says. Mm. But he is the high priest. That seems to be pretty bad there. <laughs> Pointing out the... Ah, uh, it's just dryness. Are you sure? You know, I've seen lots of things. <laughs> Take a look at his arm. Well, what are you doing? Mm. Oh, this could be very bad. <laughs> oh, I remember one. I'd been poking him for a while, and it looked just like this before it went green. What? <laughs> what, what are you trying to say? I think your arm may have a problem. You may want to get it looked at really soon. Uh, I... But I've got to be on guard duty. I'll cover for you, okay? If it's serious, I'd listen to the man. He's seen things we haven't. (laughs) (sighs) It's best to just get it looked at before the pus starts running. Ah, Thanks for telling me this, Othath. He says he slaps you on the shoulder and then takes off. You're covering for me, right? Right, right. You would never left your post. Go. (sighs) Fat one. Hence... You haven't been shaking hands with him or anything, have you? Like, I'm going to touch him when he's got something like that? I'm just saying. It's not exactly something that spreads quickly, but skin-to-skin contact, sweat. Well, I'm not exactly sleeping with him. No, I expect so. Sit up on the wall next to this guy. Just to be sure. Taking a look at his arm. What are you looking at my arm for? Well, like I said, this can sort of spread sometimes. 
Just making sure there's nothing wrong with you. He's been itching for a week now, and I haven't been itching at all. You know, if you want to jump in in any way, that'd be great. Because <laughs> I am kind of starting to run thin on ideas beyond I could melt his brain and have him scream out and die. I'm sure that won't cause everyone to go... Yeah. They died. I got nothing God either. struck him down. <laughs> Meanwhile, give me a charisma plus any relevant social skill action to keep the high priest's interest for this dialogue. Do you have any relevant skills? Yeah, we're all one. Unless I can use investigation. I feel that would be good. You can gain a plus one from the body. Alright. <laughs> yeah, maybe you could poke around for some info well, on now, what's going on in the palace. That ace doesn't look good. Do you have a fate card? <laughs> it's better. How, um, how bad are you... Um, that's oh. an eight. <laughs> that won't let me succeed still. The oh. five might. Who <laughs> has that? But I have a five. How bad do you want it, Sean? Ah? <laughs> uh? <laughs> Say yay or nay now. What? Say yay or nay. Yay. Yay? It's... Okay, there. So that, that, was a pretty, a... that makes it a twelve. So you manage to keep the dialogue going, calling up the facts that the body knows that you're able to sift through the memories about the Judaic faith at this period in history. <laughs> hey, this don't have any memories from my period in history to, you know, intermingle. the waters. <laughs> Meanwhile, and you're just yes. silently sitting back there. A couple times you've been asked to come and refresh their wine as they've been drinking... Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> but meanwhile, you two are standing outside with this one guard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. <laughs> Take a knife and kill the priest. That is the only way. Have <sighs> you noticed anything strange around here lately? <laughs> <laughs> this really weird torture keeps talking to me. Well, you didn't hear this, but there's rumors that <clears throat> the uh, nephew of a queen has been acting a little odd lately. Mm-hmm. But you know how it is with youth. Sometimes. Odd. Good or odd? Bad. Just odd. Mm-hmm. He uh, didn't go to his morning practices the last couple of days. Seems to have been focusing on other things. I don't know these other things exactly, but, you know, rumors mm-hmm. talk the like. Oh, yeah. He hasn't been taking anyone from the harem, either. Oh, that's very strange. <laughs> 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 that little bite him. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> no, it's, uh, kind of... So who are you? Sorry, throat. Kathak. 
I the mask looks worse than I do. <laughs> Actually, you look a little familiar there. Really? Yes. <laughs> Did you bring the He reaches thing? forward and rips the mask down. And I contra dagger. <laughs> okay, do you make a roll for that, or you just spend? The no, you just spend. Okay, it. so you, are you, do you conjure behind your back? Yes. Isn't he supposed to be tor- being tortured for a bestling? Hmm. You know, you might be right. <laughs> why is he wearing your mask, and why is he out over here? This is some odd form of torture. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, make your because, geez, action against his. Well, let's let's hope it's awesome. Yay! I got a cuisine. He um, got a thirteen total. I have my what is it? Dark versus his intellect. Y- yes. So what's this? A twelve. Well, so I got an eighteen. He got a thirteen. So he takes sixty fifty. 50 points of damage. He goes, Did you see his eyes liquefy in his skull? Blood comes pouring out of his nose and his ear. And he goes, and falls down to the ground, over dead, leaving a pool of blood. Hide. (laughs) Hide? Hide. (laughs) And as you're talking, all of a sudden you hear, from outside. What matter of cuss is this? Have the birds gone crazy again? Gods? I will check with them. Do not worry. All right. I I hurry over to the door. Yes. And open it up. As you open it, you see a small 15-year-old boy come look out. You see the dead body of one of the guards on the ground. And you recognize it as Nick. Oh, oh. Go, go, I motion to them. Grab the body? No. What what is going on? (laughs) Hey, priest, there has been something strange. Come, come. What? He he comes running forward then and pokes his head out the door. Do you leave the body? Yeah, yeah. I I was just like... What manner of sorcery is this? Uh, Truly, it is some curse. A curse from above. We must Uh, gather the rest of the guards. We must... Alert Cleopatra. We must raise the alarm in the entire palace. <laughs> Probably a good idea. Right, you, you, you two are hiding. Give me a oh. hiding roll. Uh-oh. Hiding? Yes. Hiding? Agility. We don't have a roll. Plus any hiding. Flippy cards. My flippy card says 11 and I am sad. Mine said 12. <laughs> and you're happier. You succeeded. You did not. You're bigger than me. Like, it's just opposed, so... Yeah, so thirteen none of my skills here. Are gonna help oh, me. Meet, them both. meet them both. What the? What are you two doing? The high priest says, looking at the both of you, <laughs> hiding behind the pots. <laughs> hiding behind the pots. <laughs> well, I just felt like some pot torture today. <laughs> what manner? Did you see what happened to this god? Aren't you supposed to be strapped to a rack right now? The black death. On the wings. What? Did you see it? Be careful. <laughs> Don't get too near them. I've heard of things like this. They've gone mad. Something they've ate or drank. Perhaps it might be airborne. We should move away from them. 
I believe you are right, my old friend. He flew down from the sky. We, 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 all all we must we must move we must, get, we must get the people away from now. Okay, come with, come along. He walks over and, and he, he looks at the both of you. Come with me. We have to get the rest of the guards now. Yes, of course. And so with that, the high priest takes these two and begins to whisk them away down all calling out guards! Guards! We're fucked. Okay, let's find no, no. a place to run to. Uh, I think at this point we might as well go look for that priest. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> for, what, the we're, we're just French. French. Or Prince. <laughs> look for the Prince. <sighs> this one's messy. The other one was straightforward. <laughs> Give me an agility action, Shane and Mike. Okay. Catch Flip a with a gun and you go all to pieces. 11, 12... We'll put you close to the prince. Justice. You won't be that far from him. You'll just be sitting in the dungeon, unable to move. Uh, just then, rounding the corner towards the... As you guys are going down one part of the hallway, and the priest is running with these two down another part, Uh-oh. four Egyptian guards come running around the corner. You know, what is this high priest? They... They are cursed! Kill them! Kill them both! Be careful! Don't spill their blood! It could be contagious! <laughs> what are you talking? No, Make I've... a persuasion roll now, charisma. <laughs> uh, and any relevant skin? Oh, uh, that is a 15. I have the feeling this one's going to end bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we were expected to do with this. Oh, well. Yes. Batter them to unconsciousness. We cannot let them escape. Cut them off. If you say so, uh, (laughs) high priest. You there, two. Both of you. Stop. (laughs) But the Black Death, it's coming. It took him. It'll take us. Run. Are you going to run? You two running? Or yeah, why not? Okay, the guards begin to run after you. <laughs> At this point, I'm kind of going, I want to get battered into unconsciousness, but that's okay. It's preferable to, um, you know, death. <laughs> and we're certainly not getting to the prince with still all the guards when chasing you. us. <laughs> so, uh, this is so bad. This is awful. I have no freaking clue what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> Go kill the prince! We really should have just walked right in to kill them, I guess. The whole point... But he's tricky. The, the whole <laughs> we were told he's tricky. The whole point was you were supposed to... Lose. The, the, whole, the theme of this game, uh-huh. the very first thing you do is you, you get back together. Uh-huh. Yeah, we were trying that. <laughs> we should have just tried a little harder. Yeah. So, give me athletics checks for Next trying to run away. Oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's easy. I, I yeah. Suppose, I suppose okay. the guard about long and talking about random things and long walk, <laughs> walks on the beach wasn't such a good idea. <laughs> Maybe not. So that's that was, a, agility a plus tear one of them away. Agility plus athletics. How about, about how about acrobatics? Uh, nah. There's, there's not really anything you're leaping from. Yeah, but if you but if you go on that lines, athletics might get used for acrobatics, but acrobatics won't get used. Okay, for sure, fine. Acrobatics. Thank you. Okay. What'd you get? Fifteen. I got a whole um seven there. Two of the guards have caught up with you. Do you yeah. attempt to fight them in any way? 
Do you I, do anything, or do you, I kind of know I'm just going to get beat up, um, partially because of the system, and partially because I'm going to get beat up. So uh, I just kind of babble and let them hit me. <laughs> okay. Fail unconsciousness. Yeah, probably. Pass out at them. <laughs> it's better than dying. You have an advantage. Your host body probably knows really well what it is like to have a man who is unconscious. And exactly so they got a 19 to batter you with the butt of their spears. Well, they knock you, they kill you. They knock me off, or kill me. <laughs> they might just flat out kill you. Depends on what you want to do, Dave. There's no knocking out in this game. There isn't. No. That's silly. <laughs> but if you want them to kill me, that's cool. Oh, we are playtesting it. Yeah. yeah. Now remember, though, it does say that you should use a randomizer as a last effect. Anything that can't be role-played. You could pretty much just say that they batter him into a... Well, I want to see just how much they do damage-wise to him, just to get a good idea under this system what just happened. Yeah, you know... Well, how many were there? Well, how much was there? just one of them. Oh, yeah, you have to use a randomizer for combat. You can't roleplay through combat. They're not going to pick up six minutes. I, I just pulled a... Well, no, yeah. I was talking to Nick. Well, this isn't really combat because he's not really fighting back. Well, they still have to make the rolls to hit them and draw their cards to hit him because... I, I would be, completely flub that. I would be really afraid if Yes, it's possible he'll be sitting there going, rabble pep. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Who trained you guys? <laughs> Let me show you how to use this. <laughs> you want to hit him with a spear, and he accidentally killed himself by running the tip through his head. He went and he carried so it from how the top. Ma- this th- how much health would 38 take away from you? Half of it. More Wait than half. half. Almost three quarters. Okay, so one of them clubs you in the face. Whack. And then the other one uh-huh. does uh, 24 to you. Dead. He's dead. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely out. I'm dead if it was all lethal. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this system has types of damage. I don't. Red, it was too much and they killed you. Black, you're just unconscious. Oh, that's great. 50 50 for hitting me with. <laughs> you are just unconscious. <laughs> so, <laughs> meanwhile, alright, give me another uh, agility check here, Mike. Check, check, check. check. Uh, and remember, if you didn't drop your knife, you still have it. King is a 13, right? All I did was yes. get a muzzler while I was in Egypt. They what kind of horrible So, yes, 19, so they're catching up with you. Two of them. Stop! Stop! We command it! You don't understand! The Black Death Why is coming! Why the order of Cleopatra? Give me another one. They're starting to close distance. Oh, dears. Oh, no. suck. <laughs> <laughs> they close distance with you. They're mighty four. <laughs> Initiative time. Uh-oh. Stavagins! So really, fourteen. I didn't do anything wrong. You guys were supposed to kill my priest. <laughs> fourteen as well. <laughs> so See what they go at the same time as you. The light guys in that room. Uh, what's your wins? What's your wins, sir? Uh, so six. Yes. six. There is nothing cool about stabbing your opponent with a sword. It's not cool. There is have effective, ain't it? <laughs> You've just poked him in and put him back. Okay, in his, uh, you get to go. Later. I'll say you get to go first by the value of the fact that your wits are higher. 
So what are you going to do? They seem hell-bent on trying to hit you. You can go for a full defensive action. Um, it seems the most effective you know, thing to do in this kind of situation. It's not cool to fight, so I will fall to the ground doing this. Okay. <laughs> they attempt to beat on you. <laughs> rebel, 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 rebel. <laughs> oi, oi. That didn't work for Shane too well. No, no. Them spears must be heavy. So, uh, 24 damage from the first one. Alright. And. Okay. It was Hyrie's out. And 18 damage from the second one. Okay. Barely alive. No, no, no. Shh. Don't tell them. I fall over like I'm unconscious. So, <laughs> and I hope they weren't trained in LA. What what are we supposed to do now? <laughs> the high priest says to you as you see your friends lying on the floor down the hall. We must be very careful. Um, is there some place we can take them where they won't be able where they won't be able to be contagious? The dungeon. Uh, no, the dungeon could cause an epidemic. What? Why would the dungeon cause an epidemic? You go to the dungeon. Uh, so, guards go to the dungeon. Lots of people go to the dungeon. But if we lock them in the dungeon and don't let anyone come in until we have a trained healer on hand, we should take them to a healer now. Take them to a healer now? The lives may be spared. That would be the right thing to do, and it may prevent further infection. Yes, unless, of course, is there a room nearby, empty, where we could put them? Station a guard at the door? And I no one suppose we could put them in my, in the lunch, in the dining area, but with the contagion, that might not be safe. <sighs> the yes. wonders of Egyptian bureaucracy. Where do we put the diseased bodies? <laughs> do you pick the dungeon? Put the dining room? <sighs> put them in the library. Put them in the pantry. I'm trying to remember what, what the proper... Thing to do with them is that particular affliction. Was it sunning them for three days? Exercise them. Dehydration? I think that might have been what it is. Right now, though, what's most important is that we put them somewhere where they won't be harmful to others. Perhaps on your the balcony out of your room. They won't be harmful to others, and uh, the sun but will... Would the contagion not spread to my room? It won't spread to... Can a blanket become infected? What is infected? Cursed. Can a blanket become cursed? I suppose if dark sorcery is involved. If <laughs> another <laughs> Come on, your fuzzy warm blanket. That could never have horrible, horrible <laughs> people like, uh, lurking with it. Where's my uh, that's a that's a seventeen. Did you give smallpox to Egypt? And besides, the most blessed part, the high priest chamber should be the most inured to a dark curse. I suppose you are right. Guards carry their bodies to my chambers. We must alert the queen to what has happened. You must come with me. Of course. Yes. I will stay and watch and make sure that no spirits come to try and take them away. Very well. Guard them with the sanctity of Anubis. My the slot of a lamb would also work, but... 
Ah, we cannot start going into the realms of blasphemy here, my friend. You've been a great help so far, but I will not go to your <laughs> pagan ways. <laughs> With that, the guards scoop up the one unconscious body and the faking unconscious and begin to drag them through the halls. Being, you, you see the way they're carrying them too. That they're, they're, they're being very careful, as if they're afraid they're going to get infected for it. Cursed, cursed, right? Yes, cursed. Maybe they use the term "infected" at this. Um, uh, cursed. And actually, around biblical times, apparently, a lot of times curses and disease were pretty um good. So to make sure they don't become diseased. So you can say diseased, yeah. cursed. If you tried to say infected, he probably would pick up the language and name of ten minutes later. Yeah. You understand that you know both Hebrew and Egyptian, by the way. They bring them up to the high priest chamber and lay them out on the balcony. Uh, what should we do? They say, looking to you. Tie them. Tie them to the balcony rails so they cannot escape. Uh, are you sure? Yes. Gathering up some uh, rope, they tie <laughs> the forms to the balcony rails. Good. I will stay and watch. You stand by the main door. You cannot be in the chamber with them. It would be bad for you if the curse spreads. Uh, yes, and with that, the four guards leave. Uh, you have to tie us up, jerk. It was the only way. You could not stay unconscious forever. Would you rather I have them beat you again? Get a point. Could you untie me now? Just stay for a moment. I wish to search. Yeah. I will look around the chamber mm-hmm. and see if they, if he, the high priest has anything that I could use to patch them up and help cure their, clean up their cuts and stuff. Um, red or black? Red. Yes! You actually find that there is some salves here and a few little bandages and the like. Then I will do my best to uh, come out and untie them, and then patch them up and cure their wounds, or at least patch them so that way, um, especially the large man is not bleeding to death on the floor. All right, give me a first aid check. Uh, well, let's see, my two plus my intelligence of four poke my wounds, plus my poke herbology my wounds, of two. Make me scream and cry. That gives me an eight. Can I try? Kill them. Can I Hold on. Hold on. Th- what about like co- cooperative actions? Because I like, actually know first aid. And You're tied up. <laughs> no, I untied them. Oh. Can you co-op? He kills me. <laughs> he fell. You are severely yeah, injured, and he just started poking around, trying to patch you up with a gra- four gradient failure. With a four grade failure, he screws up game. and he kills you. All right, okay, make it a two grade failure. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Sorry, <laughs> uh, no, it's okay. It's fine. His body I will, goes like I will substitute because I will and I didn't realize it was gonna be so horribly bad. Um, I will use my call upon the fate of uh, the incarnates to aid me. I will still not make him any better. In fact he gets worse because I put some sort of salve that has a horrible reaction on him. It's used for curing the poison of the So he screams in horrible agony. <laughs> You're awake now though. Oh, that was what the hell is that? It is not. Does one of you have the heal power? Dark, dark. <laughs> you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you know, this is hard. It's hard. I'm thinking, man, one of them didn't take the heal power. Oh, wait. I think I could just touch him and make him better. You know, instead, let's cover him in napalm and nearly kill him. <laughs> so happy you flounder about. Would you like to try to heal him? I will try and heal him. Uh, I will spend my two points of pulse, and I will have expensive. to check on the healing because I don't remember exactly if it's a if I have to draw or if it's just a standard. Because um, what I wrote down on my sheet is uh, doesn't really help me too much. I tried to be informed, but it didn't quite work out. Okay. Heal. Cost 2. Light action. Target is healed 5 current health per light grade when the wound is touched by the user up to their maximum health. Okay. So you get back 20 points. <laughs> I live, but I'm not. That's a power. Heal them. Yeah, it's kind of competitive. I feel better. I'm a lot better than I am. 20 out of 50, that's a good amount. Yeah, but that's like a grayish one. Though. Yeah... Well, we don't have to worry about bullets, do we? You can't throw a graze from a spear. That's a good Are you going to kill the other one at all? Or? Um, nah. How badly injured does he look? I, I will ask him, are you okay? Uh, 40. I'm kind of hurt. What are you at? How much? Half or quarter? Four. He's four points left. Eight, oh, right. eight points four left. Points Dang. Left. You, he's looking jacked up, both of them are. I, I will call upon the spirits to aid both of them. Okay, right. so... You get 20 health points back as well. So, so how do you regain pulse? I don't remember. Um, you've only got so much to spend per session. Is that what I thought there was some way you could get it back, but two hits involves going into the maelstrom. So. That's enough to kill a man. All right. So, well, yeah. Two good hits. Meanwhile, you are led through the corners and the like, and immediately you find yourself being pulled to a chamber where you see a very commanding-looking woman wearing royal refinery. Turns around and you know I know history says she's ugly, but um, whatever. I'm going to say she's hot because she seduced Caesar. Um, a very beautiful looking woman turn around with a very commanding okay. gaze, wearing the uh, jewelry of authority. Looking at both of you immediately, the high priest prostates himself before her and then expect yanks you as well. Cleopatra, yes, priest. What is it? My. My Hebrew friend here has some brave news that concerns everyone in the palace. I believe there is a curse afoot here. A curse, you say? An affliction I have seen before in the desert, which men go mad. Uh, someone may have already died from it in the halls outside of the high priest's chamber. And two more men. One a... One a prisoner, I believe, and the other a torturer also uh, have fallen ill. Yes, we have them in my quarters right now. Well, then, we will have to fetch the greatest healer that we have in the palace at the moment to try and handle this. We must make sure that everyone is alright. Go and check on <coughs> my nephew, would you? She says to some of the guards, and the guards nod and then leave. As for you, priest, we will wait for the healer to arrive, and then go and see about these madmen you have tied up in your room. Very well, your majesty. So, 
What are you three doing? After I heal them, Ow. I will rebind them in such a way as they will be able to pull free, if needed. I will use some old hunter's snare of some sort. <clears throat> now, we must... I do not know what we shall do now. Since you are both to be diseased or cursed, it would be unsightly for you to wander. Well, I... Um... At this point, the most efficient thing would to be would be just to get to the prince's room, it seems like. Do I know where the prince's room is? Yes, you do. All of you do. Okay. Where is it from here? It's down a flight of stairs and around down some halls. You know, if the Egyptians wore more clothes, we might be able to actually disguise ourselves, unfortunately. Yes, it is unfortunate, of course. Perhaps. Uh, do I also know of any disguise that would require some sort of cloaking? Like a billowy outdoor sort of I'm traveling through the desert clothing or something like that. If you were on Hodge. What? Since you're not going on the Hodge. No, but I mean, is there any occasion where, you know, someone would call for somebody to be dressed like that? If they were going to go out traveling in the desert? Okay. I suppose. I was just checking. Mm -hmm. Just more of a. Mm. We need to assess that this thing is still in the prince's body in case it gets wise and please or something. Especially after this, it probably has an idea that we're onto him. Yes. Um, let's see. Could you perhaps get down off the balcony? I don't think so. Look. <laughs> balcony is several floors up. Oh. But there, you could possibly do it with a good enough action. I don't think they use enough rope to tie us to make something that lets us fall down this. You will be at penalties, though, for being half your health. Mm. Yeah. Uh, not oh, from here. No. We're too far off. Like, in theory, but it'd be hard. Really hard. You must escape somehow. Run across that wall. Jump off that particular outcropping. <laughs> Flip off of that. He slide. had slightly more clothes. <laughs> mm-hmm. You could rewind time. <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice. That was only so that he could not screw up. Well. Literally, can I see the book for a sec? What are you trying to see? How Lucky Strike works. Uh, you spend it and you get a plus one grade to your action. Ah, man. Wow. Never mind. One pl- plus one modifier to one strike for three tied grades. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. If we're going to send a solo assassin, you're probably our best bet, as you're the youngest, most innocent looking, and probably the only one they'd actually allow anywhere near him. Yes, I suppose that is right. Though I do worry about what will happen to you if I leave you here. They're bringing... I don't know. What did you tell them? That we're mad, we're crazy? What are they doing? Yeah, they think we're cursed. You said that you were cursed. So they're, so they're going healing. to perform an exorcism? Basically. Or some oh, some bloodletting. That sounds fun. Maybe they'll do bloodletting. The Egyptians do bloodletting. Meanwhile, downstairs, the guards come running back. Your Majesty! Your Majesty! Yes, what is it? Your nephew! He's dead! And then, all of a sudden, all of you feel yourselves being drawn and pulled back beyond the curtain, leaving your bodies as they currently are, 
and once oh. more in front of all of your patrons. What happened? He got okay. away. What happened? The sinister man says, looking over the four of you. Did you see Cersei? No. No. But he saw us. What do you mean he saw you? What happened? We attempted to get close to the prince, but through a series of mishaps, ended up being... You mean through a series of your own incompetence? That would be it. You didn't even get to the prince? The prince was dead. So the prince is dead. And as far as we knew, Cersei was in the prince. But something tells me Cersei is probably not dead too. Now... Do you have any ideas of what might have happened? Uh, possibly my attempt to buy them time to get away from the guards that were coming after them may have led back to Sursa as a clue that something was not right in the palace. The proper flow of history shows that Tomali did mysteriously die. But the question is, why did he die, and what caused it, and how is Cersei related to this? And what did you do that helps make it related to this? If he found a word that we were here, and fled the vessel, would that perhaps kill it? The priests. No, when Cersei leaves a vessel, it does not cause that vessel to die. You, we overheard you say that um, he could change vessels. Yes, Cersei does have the ability to inhabit the bodies of others who come close. And devour souls. Yes. He probably, when the guards came to warn him of whatever was going on in the palace, jumped into one of their bodies and did whatever he does to the prince's body to escape. But it is possible if he wanted to leave the palace, he would not have been able to do it as the prince. Escape or move to a more opportunistic body, such as Cleopatra himself. Possibly. I don't believe he would be as brazen to possess Cleopatra. But slipping out of the palace as a guard, as far as you're concerned, not as a prince. Well, what would you have us do? research to try it again. Okay, it's 12.30. Do you guys want to stop here, or do you want to keep going with this? This is 20 Weeks of Hell. Week 2, discussion session of Suzerain, Mortal Realms, by Treehouse Limited. Twenty weeks of hell. 
playing and reviewing forgotten, forsaken, and unplayed games from our collection. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Playing games so you don't have to. Okay. Welcome to Session 2 of 20 Weeks of Hell's Discussion Forum, where we are going to talk about the game we just played, Suzerain the Mortal Realms. Once again, I'm Dave the GM. I'm Nick. I'm Shane. I'm Mike. And I'm Sean. Alright. Now then, let's start right off the bat. What did you think of the two stories that you participated in tonight? They were definitely vastly different. I mean, uh, the way that the uh, second scenario that we ran through went uh, was extremely the way that we weren't expecting it at all. Uh, I mean, the uh, sort of the cautionary guidelines that we took perhaps in the book are a little bit too literal, uh, especially compared to the pacing of the first one that sort of threw you threw us directly into uh, you know the action as it were. Uh, the second one, we definitely tried to slow that pacing down, and it worked against us. Yeah. I mean, I will say this. Obviously, you can play damn near any kind of game with Suzerain, not just as far as setting goes, but what you want to do with it, apparently. Now, I'll tell you guys something. The first game I ran was actually... Uh, they provide a campaign within the Suzerain book, like an eight-session campaign. Granted, one of them is a live-action so you can't really use it unless you're going to suddenly make all of your players LARP. Um, but the first adventure I ran is a uh, filler adventure that's not related to the main campaign they give you, but they just give you to mm-hmm. give players an example of, well, here's what a filler adventure is, which was Dr. Ballard, I presumed. So that was actually the little more advanced uh, session the Egyptian one is actually the intro beginner's very first session of that campaign. So you're supposed to do that when you... So the very mm. first one you're supposed to do is the Egyptian one, but okay. I changed I, things up. You know, then, I think yeah, that I'm, actually I'm makes a lot of sense, because I think if we would have played that one first, we probably would have gone directly for the goal and been a little bit more heavy-handed with everything. I don't know... I, one thing I'll say is kind of weird is the fact that the game does specify at some point it is never cool to. All right, look, to hold use on, it. hold yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's the quote? Let's talk. Uh, this is. Th- we need to talk about the combat system now. If you're going to go into that quote, yeah. okay, that's true. And I guess we should talk about that in con- context with the rest of the book and what at least I felt that they were trying to do with it. So let's go ahead and be able to find the exact quote. Okay, there's definitely been some debate amongst all of us on all right. what this means. Combat. Ahem. There will come a time in any game where all the different options have been exhausted and you are left with nothing more than rolling up your sleeves and taking the bad guy on face to face. Combat in Suzerain Mortal Realm should be viewed much as it is in everyday life, as a last resort. There is nothing fantastic or cool about picking up a long-bladed weapon or gun and trying to do harm to your opponent. It might all come down to defending yourself, but if your character gets into a fight, then expect him to get hurt. Weapons, especially modern weapons, are usually lethal with one or two strikes, and combat in Suzerain Mortal Realms reflects this. If your character is involved in a fight, expect it to be quick, violent, and quite often deadly. 
The specific line that seems to bother everyone is, there's nothing fantastic or cool about picking up a long-bladed weapon or a gun and trying to do harm to your opponent. Now, differing philosophies on game design aside, the fact that both scenarios we ran through sort of um, encourage you, one of your first actions to be looking at the person you woke up next to, punch them in the face... No, no, actually the no. The, very, the Egyptian scenario does not encourage any violence at all. Specifically speaking, you were supposed to socialize your way out of those scenarios. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm audience, to, I was on a rack. I... <laughs> Which, there's no problem at all, because the way the game starts, the torturer is one of the other players. So obviously he's not going to torture you, he's going to let you down, and that's two players together right there. Now I'm actually going to lay the blame on Shane here, because Shane played a Satanist character, and got a little too much into the role, and rather than trying to charisma through the opposition at the guards, decided to try to work more towards the darker end of his character. Okay. I actually think, had you been beginning intro character, beginning role yeah. players, yeah. or been playing the Avatar game that they suggest, mm -hmm. you probably would have been able to fumble your way through with better excuses to get everyone together at the beginning. I think you overthought it in, in the Egyptian scenario of trying to get together, and I think that's probably one of the problems of Suzerain, is that in a lot of ways, it's very much set up for beginning role players. And if your players are used to playing more complex games, used to playing games where consequences are a little more... I don't want to say consequences, because obviously combat has terrible consequences in this game. Yeah. But yeah. they're in the, uh, you know, the consequences of, you know, being a spirit, you know, if you mess up too many times, you're supposed to get, you know, completely destroyed or trapped in some... Yeah. Well, that's not for you guys, because yeah. you're reincarnate. Yes. That's only for incarnates that happens. But the idea is, if you'd been beginning role players, playing avatars of yourselves, chances are you would not have overthought the situation and would have flubbed some simple idea that would have worked, because that's all I was really looking for, was something simple. See, I'm going to be less kind of the game and say it is kind of going towards that pretentious end that encourages overthinking. Well, okay. In my defense, I finessed my way as far as I could and I didn't get any kind of support at all from Mike, who sat quietly. I had no idea what to say. Let's not let's not start pointing fingers anymore. No, no, that's no, that's what he did. He pointed a finger and said, "This is Shane's fault." No, 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 no. Hold up, yeah. That murderous. Again, I'm going to point fingers at the game and go. I am an embezzler that should be being tortured. My excuse to see the high priest is. I want to ask his sister out on a date? I don't know. I had nothing. See, this is the thing. One, there were no guards outside the prince's chambers. But you all assumed there were guards outside the prince's chambers. You all assumed you needed an excuse to go and see the prince. Actually, the adventure just assumed... I had this problem with being... The no, hold on, let me finish. Because the guards weren't between us and the prince. The guards were between us and the other no. player character. Okay, go ahead. The way this scenario works is that it's supposed to be real simple. It's supposed to be ten minutes tops it takes the players to get back together. Simple excuses to all get to, to get together again. And then immediately head to the prince's chambers where you'll find the prince's dead body on the ground. At some point, one of you did in fact say, you know, I need an excuse to go and see the prince. The prince probably wouldn't see 
a random torturer or something like, or a young priest, I think the the concern was. But the game doesn't. The, the game, the scenario is not set up for that. It's literally set up so simplistic that the idea is you just get together and go. And I think in that regard, it was overthought. But I, I felt kind of like I'm like, well, I am a Hebrew prisoner with the high priest and some guards. I'm an old man. You, My I, character's competent in combat, but apparently. not, you know, Neolithic combat. So. I could try and run. So apparently we were all supposed to ask to use the bathroom. And just, you know, use the one in the princess chambers. Well, basically. I, yeah, now, I this is very not... Okay, so... I respect what they're trying for, but... There's probably a much better way for them to have I'm going to be honest. If you're going to set up a scenario that's supposed to be starter and supposed to be simple, don't start off half your players prisoners, because um, that makes things inherently Now, difficult. here's the thing. I had six choices. Uh-huh. If I wanted things to be really easy, two of you could have been the guards guarding the high priest's lunchroom, but I wanted to make things more interesting, and I thought it would be funnier <laughs> and interesting to have one of my players be the torturer oh, and one oh, of my yeah. players be the torturee. So you can blame me on that part, but the problem is this, and this is actually what the real problem is. Suzerain is a very pretentious game. Incredibly. Yeah. When you read the book, it is incredibly pretentious, and it talks down about combat role players and people who enjoy getting into fights, and for all of its pretentiousness... Here's the problem with it. It's not actually intelligent at all. In fact, it's a very, very ethnocentric game that was written by people who most likely probably didn't have much of a college education. Now, that's not to say that those who don't have a college education can't write games. But if you're going to do historical games... Do a little research? Doing a little research, but just naturally assuming. For instance, in the Egyptian scenario... I think it was very right of my players to assume that chances are, because the guy's a prince, he might have guards outside of his doors <laughs> at all times. Chances are, because he's a high priest, they treated him with a little more respect. They thought of him as a little more important than how the scenario treated him. Where we were supposed to just walk into the room, say, hi, can we borrow this old guy for a minute? And basically, leave. yes. Yeah. You, 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 yeah. The, the, the scenario is basically set up so that... Yeah. The torturer should have probably just entered the room and said there was some emergency he had to take the prisoner away for. <laughs> and I got an anvil in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, okay. Now perhaps we should. Sh- sh- should we talk about the domains? Let, let, well, no, I think let's shift gears because we are going back to how the game is set up. Yeah. Uh, and why don't we go ahead and start about talk about that a little bit and how it's oriented towards the beginning role player and some of the in some ways. In some ways, and then and some of the strengths and some of the failures that we see in the way it's exactly set up, and from there maybe we can, as part of that, we can then get into the domains and our deficiencies with those. Mm. Okay. All right. Now the game opens. It teaches you what is role playing, and it goes out of its way to explain it to you. That's one thing. This this game is very. This is a well to get put together book for a beginning role player. If you've never been role playing before, or you're used to only one thing. Back in 2002, when this book was made, this was a pretty decent book because they had grand plans for this thing. Yeah. There was a website you could go to and you could play online with people there. They plans. They had they have rules for live action role play. They teach you how to make costumes and props for your live action role play I'm as well. Actually, look at that. <laughs> yeah. uh, like, I mean, it 
is, as far as books go, it is one of what I think is, it's one of the best sort of how-to-intro role-playing books that I've seen in terms of the extensiveness of it. The fact that they give you, uh, you know, the uh, in the beginning, uh, they give you a, an actual, like, run-through scenario, and they have the, uh, you know, the GM text and, like, uh, sort of a transcript of a game session, you know, and it illustrates both for the players and for the potential GM, you know, this is how it's supposed to go, this is how you're supposed to use the supplemental material we have in here, uh, you know, how you're supposed to read a description and then where you're supposed to improvise. Uh, and it does a very good job of, you know, setting up for the beginner role player uh, a lot of concepts that are more, you know, just fundamental to uh, the hobby. Now, the actual system itself is also a very easy system. Yes. It's not an incredibly deep system by far. No. Uh, when it gets down to it, it's actually just a more advanced version of Teenagers from Outer Space, <laughs> oh. for those of you that are familiar with it. You've got some basic attributes, and then you have your own skills that you're allowed to make up. I, I do give them some points for listing a pretty extensive list of example skills you could take. The skills are fairly broad. And you add an attribute plus a skill, then the results of a randomizer, <laughs> and the standard difficulty is a 12. Now, what do they mean by randomizer? Well, they mean a random draw from a deck of playing cards. And I think that was another attempt to get it oriented towards the non-gamer, because, I mean, not everybody has a bunch of dice lying around, or they're not necessarily going to be able to go out to a uh, local hobby store and, you know, buy some 10 and 12 and, you know, whatever-sided dice. Yeah. Some people can scrounge up some six-siders from a game of, you know, trouble or, you know, whatever. Um, but everybody has a deck of cards. And if you don't, you can always pick one up for, like, 99 cents at a gas station. So there is that. The, the cards do make it much more accessible of a game. And the yeah. equipment uh, section is only, like, a paragraph long, and it, it's, it, it's very easy to extrapolate to pretty much duplicate any weapon from any time period since this game is based around time travel. Um, yeah. that it's pretty easy. Now, the other thing is is that combat in this game is very deadly. Um, I would say... I don't know if it's more deadly or less deadly than Blue Planet. Um, we got lucky. I would actually say it is more deadly. Because yeah. Blue Planet, any shot can be a death shot, but in Suzerain, so can any shot in Suzerain can be a death shot, but they don't... Blue Planet, wounds didn't stack. In this, two shots that are decent, you're dead. Uh, my counterpoint to that is I think it depends entirely on the time period you're in. Depending um, on how deadly this two is. Two shots from a club killed someone in this game. True enough. Where <laughs> it's one sick. shot in Blue World is all in, in Blue Planet. Planet is all you need to kill. Yeah, but a knife from. can't kill anyone in Blue Planet. Yes, because once you just discharge your Blue Planet, device. it'll be a very long, very boring fight of getting nicked a lot. Unless you have a machine gun. <laughs> um, but whereas, in, uh, I think this time we got lucky in that. Uh, other than when me and Shane were getting clubbed, no one really attacked us. Like, the scenario where everyone had guns... We beat them in initiative. Yes. Yeah. Except for the person who was shooting at the hostage. Yes. Yeah. And we did have a couple of examples of, you know, if you draw low, you're not going to really do anything at all. Um, so, I mean, it's not horribly outclassing, you know, outclassed deadly the way Blue Planet was, where, you know, just don't roll a two. Or, you know, roll roll anything less than, like, a ten. And, you know, you are going to grease that other person that you're shooting at. Yeah. 
Um, but I guess yeah. that's sort of the the way that it breaks down. Pretty I will quick. suppose that there is there was there's no auto death weapons. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. that is and very true. The magic is fairly simple and easy they, to use. Yeah. Yeah. They give you a basic breakdown in the main book of uh, all the sort of powers and abilities you can have. Um, the only real problem with that is is that for the more experienced role player who wants to get in and sort of design their own thing. It was supposed to be coming in future supplements that, I guess, because of certain financial issues with the publisher... Uh, or There were some horrible, horrible things happening in the course of this game. Because their original backers were kind of dot-com con artists. They're they're the people with the really... who told them to have these lofty goals, and then they fell apart. They got another backers to try and create a second edition of the game. Unfortunately, their headquarters was on uh, the 34th floor of the North Tower. Oh, I did not know this. That's yes. So the designers of the game uh, disappeared onto the internet. Like, I get the feeling that this game was designed by a strange committee of people who want to make it for new guys and really pretentious guys. Mm. I don't know who has total control of it now, but I know it's basically floating on the web as just a universal system now that you can do crazy scenarios with. Now, the, the disadvantage of the system is there's not a lot of meat to it. No, there's not. At the end of the day, you get experience points and you can increase stuff, but there's not a lot of direction to go. There's not a lot of things to do. And and with that, let, let's this further lets me build a bit into the story into the story aspects of the game. So let's let's talk about those now. Right. Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll start out with what your characters are, uh, or do we want to go with more of the hierarchy of the world, the universe? Um, I'll go give a quick hierarchy. Okay. And you guys can tell what the characters are. Uh, basically. The universe created the gods based off of human faith as sort of an immune system for itself. The gods make sure that the universe continues and keeps running. Now, for some reason, uh, at some point, the gods exist out of the actual time stream. At some point, time ends. Some cataclysmic event happens that causes the universe to die. The gods were either existing before that or came into being because of it, and their goal is to make sure the universe doesn't end, because the universe isn't supposed to end. It's supposed to keep going into uh, probably an eventual rebirth or something like that. And so the gods from various different pantheons from across the world... No. We'll, we'll get to that. Hold on. <laughs> the gods from various different pantheons have come together and they send as they are gods and they are bound by certain rules and it's hard for them to interfere directly and overtly in the time stream they use agents to try to stop events that lead towards the end and each good thing they do possibly causes the universe to extend even further and eventually the goal is that they'll figure out what it is completely that's destroying the universe and end it now, so, as for the characters, what you yeah, play... Um, so, as the characters, you are playing these agents. And the agents are referred to as reincarnates. Um, the major gods that are basically the bosses are incarnates. Um, a reincarnate is basically somebody who died and showed great potential and impressed one of these incarnates, and so they intercepted that person's soul and uh, kept them in the maelstrom and... Uh, when a task needs to be done, they're sent down and they basically take possession of a mortal, uh, hence the suzerain colon mortal realms, uh, and then they're able to, through that body, accomplish 
uh, the task at hand. Yes, folks, this is Quantum Leap, the role-playing game. Um, yeah, pretty much. Now, it is pretty I, much. What's in, one of the notes of the things is that um, this is this was supposed to be the first in a series of books, which is why it's t- subtitled Mortal Realms. You were supposed to get other books that would allow you to play uh, the incarnates and all Not the, the actual gods well, themselves, but the... Higher up in yeah. the maelstrom of the hierarchy. Um, so you could do a broader range of things using the same system. And technically, since you're supposed to eventually hit a certain point with these characters, and then they're supposed to gain more power in the maelstrom and ascend, sort of. So you could potentially then keep playing these, you know, same ancient spirits or whatever, you know, uh, up and beyond their, you know, base purpose in this game. Uh, They are in... what uh, To accomplish their task... Uh, and to actually give them a little bit of, you know, punch or whatnot, uh, they're gifted with these uh, objects called uh, telesmas, which I mispronounce horribly throughout the entire session. Yes. Uh, and a telesma is an uh, incarnate who has disappointed basically the bigger gods. Uh, they have been reduced down to a mundane object. Uh, they have the intelligence of, say, a small child or a really smart dog or cat or something. Um, but the big thing is, is that they are able to provide an interface with a reincarnate, uh, not only to the spirit body, the host body that you're inhabiting, but they also allow them to access the power of the maelstrom um, and access various supernatural powers, uh, essentially. Now, as for the dominions, as they're called, of the gods themselves, the actual pantheons they give, this is where the pretentiousness and the ethnocentralism really, really seem to intersect horribly, and some of our complaints with the game come to the fore. I I will mention that, you know, I, I personally didn't have as much of a problem with it, just because I... Uh, was thinking back to my own sort of mental awareness of things uh, at the time when this was put out uh, originally, and you know, I don't know that I necessarily would have seen a lack at that time, but that might have just been from my own lack of foresight and perception, at the same and time, greater knowledge of the world at hand. From my own knowledge of the time, I knew there was something wrong that yeah. they were missing quite a great deal. So let's go through real quickly. We have the Olympians. So you get your Hercules and Zeus and Athena and all of them. Greco-Roman. The Valhallans. Norse. Norse. The Druidic Circle. For some reason we have Druids. There's the Celtic and the Celts were all the rage. The Pure Mages. This is it's interesting. science. This yeah. is science. Science and magic. It's very interesting. It's very Mage the Ascension got its own it, domain. It does look it's, like Mage the Ascension got its, it's own It's for domain. atheists in a but way. Yeah, it's it, the idea it is a nod to atheism. <clears throat> hey. Yeah. The Celtic host. And for some reason we get a Celtic, another Celtic thing that also happens to be Christian. Intersecting it's, by way of King Arthur. Yes. Yeah, it's a very odd hybrid. I mean... I don't know if this is perhaps because the makers were British, uh, and that's not necessarily a, a you know detriment to them, but more of a is it was the people who were going to be buying this in their you know regional 
is this sort of King Arthurian and could be a sort of ancient cultural thing? You know, I mean, could that be? A well, we have two British-centric fates here. We do, yeah. and yeah. again, we don't know if that's more of just because that's what the people who are going to be buying the book were into at the time, or yeah. what? So, okay. Voodooin, okay, which is you know, or Voodoon as they call it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they spelled the British. Uh, Egyptians, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay, Egypt, Inktons. That's Inktons. all the Mesoamericans lumped into one group. We just kick yeah, all that's, of you know. That's okay. Yeah. Tribes, which are spirit-based. The world. All animistic beliefs, basically. Yeah. Yeah, Africa and most of North America. Lords of Australia. Persia. Uh, though calling it that's a misnomer, as it's not really Zoroastrianism. It's specifically old Sumerian Babylonian gods. Yes, that's a. Yahweh's Templars. Now, even back when we first bought this game, I thought this was supposed to be um, Templars made up of all three Abrahamic faiths. Since we actually read them this time, we found out that no, no. It's only two of the Abrahamic faiths. For some reason, they've decided that Islam does now. The Forgotten. Which I think is an awesome concept. Well, let's yeah. just say that. Yeah. Yes. The forgotten is Satan. And that, Satan, well, no, it's, it's all, all the, dark the gods. evil slash trickster. Because the evil gods. gods are even in this to make sure the universe doesn't end. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's worth noting that they're not necessarily, you know, slathering evil on a stick. They're just the you know darker side of you know things that have to be done. Though they can be slathering. They can be slathering yeah, on a stick. Well, now here's the thing. <clears throat> um, all all the gods are set to work together, that sort of thing. But then, on top of it all, something they hint about is there's also the dark, which is not really known about, and is supposed to be like the Cthulhuine, Eldritch horrors, and like, and they're the ones most responsible for uh, most likely the end times. I was really interested in learning more about these guys, but uh, not appearing in this they, book. not appearing in this book. But basically, um, the problem comes to because. One, uh, there's no representation of Islam in here at all. I mean, you've got two separate groups representing Christianity. There's no representation of three of the five major religions of the world. There's no representation of Buddhism. There's no followers of Buddha in here. I guess they all reincarnate. Hey, you. you know. Yeah, you don't get any further into Asia than the Tigris and Euphrates River. In the game of There's no representation of even. Of Hinduism. Of Hinduism. There's no even throwing a bone to the anime fans like Scion did with yeah, the Japanese. Yeah. That's true. There, there is a lot of lack in Asian and, you know, South Asian and that sort of Eastern European. Yes. A good solid, you know, half of the world's population just gets cut out and they don't matter in this situation. But instead, we get two separate groups of Christians. And two separate groups of Celtics for you to choose from, on top of it all. And Satan. Uh, no. Hey, Satan rules. Give, give me, I, I, that is the reason I played a Satanist. I'm not a fan of evil characters, but I felt since they had it in the book, they intended for someone to play it. So I tried it out. I would be interested in, you know, somehow uh, finding, I guess we could do some re- maybe do some research, uh, and find out their sort of thoughts on this and, you know, why they included however many they didn't you know, why they didn't sort of compress some things together and expand some others so they had a broader range and, you know, otherwise explain the sort of... Yes, lack. I would specifically really like to know why Yahweh's Templars is not just the Abrahamic faiths. It's specifically just Judaism and Christianity. 
Not only that, it's supposed to represent the more Old Testament fire and brimstone, because it's with which, the Teutonic Knights yes. on top of it all for some reason. I, I guess I can see the it's, the it's the Old Testament, so Islam's pretty far from the Old Testament. But it's almost like it's the Old Testament, so it doesn't have that. And I guess you could take some of the more spirit-based Asian-oriented. You know, there's lots of river. Try to shoehorn them into the tribes. Yes, I suppose you could be like, I'm Shinto, therefore I'm tribal, because there's no difference between being a Native American and being a Shinto priest. Whereas there's radical differences between being from Babylon and Greece. They do say that, or even worse, there's radical difference between being a Christian who's more fire and brimstone and being a Christian who's slightly Celtic and Arthurian. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you, the, like maybe there was this big well, in-game explanation for all let, of this. Let's, let's the, basically put it like this. A bunch of white people made this game. <laughs> and I, I hate to offend... And I, for one, find it kind of an insulting mix of 12. And being, you know, white myself, um... I, I'm even a little insulted by this that, you know, if we're if I were to try to bring this game around my neighborhood as we live in Dearborn, Michigan, and we are the highest percentage of uh, Arabic citizens in the United States and um none of them are represented. Yeah. Yeah. And for a game that's basing itself off of a, you know, religious, you know, bent, uh, that definitely seems like a very big, you know, glaring error of which you know, I'm sure there's a reason for it. Given when the game came out, the best explanation I can see is them being like, we're not going to represent Islam because... Wait, no, it happened before 9-11. Yeah. 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 The, the, this yeah. game originally comes out, the, the big it, it pretentious slipcover editions show up in like 99. I think there's some amazing irony in the fact that you play reincarnates and the two big religions where you reincarnate are both not represented. <laughs> This uh, the uh, suggestion yes, is there this, for uh, the publishing date here is two thousand. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is before even nine eleven. So, so I don't know why even yeah. no reactionary yeah. reason. So I'm for wondering, it. you know, my my sort of giving them the benefit of the doubt is sort of the whole, you know. Well, I'm not even going to give them the benefit I mean, of the doubt. If you're going to be making role playing games based off of gods, and you're saying you got a world thing, you should do your goddamn research, yeah. and you should yeah. be a little more representative, and maybe even. You know, see, this is the thing. It's kind of like one of the reasons I love old White Wolf books is that when you read an old White Wolf uh, location book, they would actually teach you some of the goddamn history and culture of the region that you were dealing with. And I got through a large part of history in high school by reading my White Wolf (laughs) books. And you'd think a book so based on myth and other cultures and the like will try to teach you just a tiny little bit about the world beyond the front of your nose, but apparently... Well, you learn more from, you know, a 30-year-old book of uh, D&D's Deities and Demigods than you ever were from Suzerain. They do, well, they they do, though, put in a disclaimer. It says that, basically, they say that they didn't do their research and they weren't striving for historical accuracy. Now, one of the big weaknesses that I'm going to say about the game running the game is this. You're not going to be able to have a lot of reoccurring NPCs. You're not going to be able to have a lot of uh, plots where close social ties can be made unless you want to do a lot of role-playing in the Maelstrom, and they give you no details about the Maelstrom, about the Maelstrom because they assume they're going to release more books, they're going to assume you're going to be able to go online and have adventures in it. So pretty much, um, this is a game where 
it's very, very episodic. You, the game starts, you're in the Maelstrom, you get sent right to a different point in time, and you go and do things. So it, it kind of feels shallow in and a lot of levels it, there. Even if they did give more details about the Maelstrom, you'd run into kind of an instanced feel for it's like, well, there's Maelstrom for role-playing, and then we're going to do something. So we make sure we cut off all of the role-playing stuff. And then Al and, and Ziggy then, send us away. Yes, and then we go, we, we go to, we, we leap, and we, we, do our, we do our mission. Then we can come back and role-play some more. Yeah. With the bartender who has got... Exactly. As he actually is. Yeah. Though, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, given that, I do wonder how much, uh, you know, or what sort of, how they would have expanded the game if the other books... Well, they talk about you can have vampires as one, they call them glitches, but they give vampires as an example as reoccurring characters because, you, you know, your players can so meet them in the past and... Things like yeah. that. Fight them in the future because they're immortal, but... Beyond that, there's that is the one problem is you're going to run into. I mean, and you, you also can't judge the game on what they could have done later. You yeah. Judge on what they did. You can't review well, the future. You can't review the future, but you can say that if they had written this in s- as to be dependent upon that, that was a mistake on their part. But it is a legitimate sort of aspect of they didn't necessarily leave something out intentionally. Like in a lot of ways, they didn't necessarily make. Do something accidentally. I don't know. This is back in the days of poor game design where you are assuming that your players are going to be forced to buy more supplements. This is a relic of a very particular time in the gaming industry. This is is just before the dot-com... This is just as the dot-com bust happens. This is just before the... the, um, I I won't go to my reasons that gaming suffered a big blow, but just before the gaming industry fell apart. Um, And so this is an artifact almost of... This time where you can be kind of pretentious, but with this huge line of books that's going to kind of back you up and all this sort of thing. And uh, it, it, they're a big example of why it didn't work in the end, I guess. There's so, also, as far as content goes, there's uh, 12 glossy, full-color, wasted page at the ends in which they use random art to represent the uh, 12 domains. At the time when I bought this book, I thought that was really cool. <laughs> yeah. And then again, this w- this was bought at like a discount of and an employee discount. Yeah. So this was bought at like sixty percent off or something like that. Anyways, <laughs> and it was very pretty. So it, it is, is very part, pretty. The, what, the advantages though is because the timeline is so long, you can run any post-apocalyptic scenario you want, any sort of future scenario you want, along with past as well. So you got some freedom, but you, the stories are going to be rather shallow. And you're going to be feeling very episodic as you go and save this person and stop this feral spirit from doing that. And you don't know what's going on in the Maelstrom. You don't exactly have a full range of gods you'd like to see. I mean, I hate to say it, but Scion's a little more multicultural than... uh, And man, that hurts to say, seriously. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I think I have to give (laughs) Suzerain a grade of a C-. minus. Maybe and maybe even D plus. I'm leaning more towards the D plus. Yeah, I, I mean the system works. It doesn't fall apart. Oh, exactly. one thing that, that we didn't mention that part of the reason why I would give it a D plus is that when you go to actually make a character, um, a lot of the rules are kind of blended into flavor text. And I know I had to you know read it like three or four times to figure out just simple things like how many points do I get for skills. That's true, but yeah. I mean. And that's kind of a knock against the, it's four new players. Yeah, because I'm definitely, um, if I was reading the text from beginning to end, which I, en- en- or I ended up reading through the end of the uh, player creation section like that, you know, I came across all this stuff, um, and so when I was sat down to do my character, I knew exactly where it was. Whereas, you know, when Sean sat down to do it, 
you know, we had to uh, basically trade, oh, no, this is buried in here, and this is right here, because it was interspersed with a lot of stuff. I think it goes to Sean's argument. It does. I mean, we, and it also is to say that we are definitely used to the statistic, nice chart. black and white charty breakdowns that a lot yeah. of game books Maybe have. even a table of contents or index. Yeah. Oh, there's a table of contents, but there is no index. Like an index, maybe some charts, would have probably made the game much better for, you know, new yeah. players. Alright, so D plus, C minus. Um, yeah. I personally like the game. I would give it maybe a C plus or a B minus. Oh, oh. <laughs> Alright, Shane? Uh... I would say since the, the the setting is a neat idea that doesn't feel too developed, it's like, here's some dominions. What do these mean? Shut up. Go save time. Um, <laughs> and there was all this other stuff. I'd say I'd give the setting a solid C. I'd say I'd give the system a solid C. I would say I'd give the pretentiousness and other dumb crap and the bad formatting of the book, because sometimes there's black on the page <laughs> that blends in with letters, and you're like, what the heck am I reading? Yeah, I would true. give that a definite solid D... Minus, I guess. <laughs> I, I really do um, wonder if this was designed as a full-color book, and then they looked at the right. printing costs. Mike, what do you what do you give it? Uh, one thing I notice is that despite the near total party kill of last time we played, we seem much more upset by the just complete flummoxness of that second encounter. Despite the fact that we had, it seemed like we had a lot of fun with that Doctor Ballard scenario. Uh, and yet, so I, I think I'm gonna have. And yet, I am kind of def- offended by the pretentiousness and the absence of Asia. So I'm gonna have to go with the the D plus in the end. All right, so two D pluses, a B minus, a C, and a C minus. Now, uh, if you're going to play this game, if we could suggest any alternate systems, I'd honestly maybe say not. Um, or actually, with some modification, I would say Scion. As much as I don't want to give that book any business. Okay, now obviously Scion has its own problems that we yeah. can't really get into here. Some people are going to love Scion when they hear us say us say that, but you know we'll review Scion at a later date, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> if Mike doesn't kill us all for attempting. Yeah. yeah. But um, other rules. I mean, if you're not going to focus, this isn't a combat-focused game, so I wouldn't say Scion necessarily. I think the Mid-point. system is good for what it's trying to do, yeah. which is yeah. jumping from body to body and yeah, being pretty uh, brutal. I mean, like, actually, in a way, like if if you're running this as a beginner's game for people who are getting new to us, with the idea of this is just something you can do quickly to teach people how to role play to jump from genre to genre, so they don't get tired and you don't have to worry too much about dying. It, it works, I guess. Yeah. So, the, I can't really suggest, like, for Blue Planet, we suggested a bunch of different systems to use. Uh, the only other system I'd suggest would be, you know, our standard answer of Savage Worlds, but that almost seems antithetical to the spirit of this game, so yeah, I won't. I think definitely, if you know of any... Uh, World of Darkness would be a really good system for this as well, yeah. because it's very socially I, aspected, yes. and it's I, very yeah, knowledge aspected. Uh, or if you know of any other sort of Maybe a smaller game. It basically just needs some form of quick and easy conflict resolution. Yes, LARP rules would work too. And LARP if you wanted to add to the setting, I would say definitely. You know, if you if you've got multicultural players and they're going to want to be other things, you might have to make some stuff up. I and mean, then again, it doesn't seem that hard. The, no. the bits that involve the domains are pretty. Each domain gets its own power, actually. 
Each, oh, that's right. They, they gave some example gets, domain powers. Each domain right. gives you, uh, because one of the things that was supposed to be in the Splat supplement books was ways to design but your own... the actual own domains itself, sections your own give you lesma. They give but you each, in common and uncommon. And they were supposed no, they give you their own totally yeah, unique yeah. power. They were supposed like to... Like yes. the Yahweh's Templars yeah. have a power called Yahweh giveth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Yahweh yeah. taketh yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. Common they were supposed to have a bunch of domain-specific powers, of which in each domain they give you Two examples. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But anyways, I suppose that's all we can really say about Scion. We gave that Scion. Suzerain. <laughs> we gave it our review. So uh, uh, this is Dave the GM. Well, oh, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Uh, next week. Oh, uh, what are we playing what here? Are we playing next week. We are playing Mutant Chronicles. Uh, <laughs> once more, we are touring the Isles of Europe and the fine games that they produce. Yeah. No offense. Yes, no. no offense. So, once more, this is Dave the GM. And I'm Nick. I'm Shane. I'm Mike. And I'm Sean. And this is us saying goodbye, and we'll see you next week when we, reve- when we review, review and play Mutant Chronicles. Assuming we don't all die during character creation. Yep, playing games, so you don't have to. Did by Podsafe.com.